Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and I have two guests with me. I've got Katie and Travis from Cutscenes. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, both of you. Excited to have you both on the podcast to talk about Soma. Oh my gosh. Yes. So excited. Thank you so much for having us. I'm excited to talk about this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, Yeah, I'm really excited uh, having this come together. I guess before we jump into Soma, would one of you want to tell people about cutscenes if they don't know? Are you making me do it? I I totally am. (laughs) Yes, you do it. Um, Okay, so Cutscenes is a seasonal podcast where we watch video game related movies and TV. It's hosted by myself, Katie, and our friend Jacob McCourt, who has been on episodes of this podcast and uh, also hosts the Left Behind Game Club. So the three of us kind of get together. We have a good time chatting about these mostly terrible movies. Sometimes there's really good ones. Some of them are fine. Some of them are fine. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really great time. We just have a lot of fun with it. So Yeah, it's like it kind of like dive in, but it's not too serious. You know, we, we, we like you said, we like to have a good time. And we're just having have fun. fun with it. But like, yeah. you know, we dive in a little bit and kind of try to get into it. But uh, and sometimes we have some good discussions, some debates, some disagreements. But, you <laughs> About know, what's good and what's bad. Oh, yeah. God, who knows? Who knows anymore? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been friends for a long time, so we can kind of like dig it into each other pretty good. So. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Fully agree. Super fun show. Also, as mentioned, Katie and Travis have both been on this show and Jacob has as well they're in the backlog go check them out if you want more of us talking games so i guess with that we can dive into soma would one of you want to grab the description for that game yeah i can do it so here we go description of soma the radio is dead food is running out and the machines have started to think they are people underwater facility pathos 2 has suffered an intolerable isolation and we're going to have to make some tough decisions what can be done? What makes sense? What is left to fight for? Enter the world of Soma and face horrors buried deep beneath the ocean waves. Delve through locked terminals and secret documents to uncover the truth behind the chaos. Seek out the last remaining inhabitants and take part in the events that will ultimately shape the fate of the station. But be careful. Danger lurks in every corner. Corrupted humans, twisted creatures, insane robots, and even an inscrutable omnipresent AI. You will need to figure out how to deal with each one of them. Just remember, there's no fighting back. Either you outsmart your enemies or you get ready to run. Awesome. I'd say that's a pretty fair description for this game for sure. Little background on the game. It's developed by Frictional Games, who are mostly known for the Amnesia series. I think there's two of those games and then Soma's really their other game. That's the only other game they've done outside of the series. So all horror stuff, that's sort of what they do. And I guess lastly, before we dive into a recap and get into the nitty gritty of the game, we wanted to take a little time to share some non-spoiler thoughts on the game and, I don't know, give you some ideas as if this game is for you or not, maybe. Uh, so I guess one thing from the description that's important to pull out is uh, this is, I guess, your standard like survival horror kind of game you can't fight you're not like super fast there's no you know you you basically have to kind of endure this and not get killed it's (laughs) more or less how that is played uh however with that they do offer two game modes you can play a safe mode so to speak where the monsters are still scary they're still there they just can't kill you so you you have that or you can play the normal way 
where uh, you can be killed and it'll, you know, send you back and have to restart from a checkpoint, I guess. So I guess that's one thing to set the stage for me. I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to horror. So I went safe mode all the way. I was worried about getting partway through the game and getting too scared and getting stuck. So <laughs> I played safe mode. That was how I did it. I don't know uh, what either of you did for that. Yeah, I was the exact same way. I could, I actually, I stared at that, that loading screen for a very long time <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, do I attempt to do this in normal? And I really thought about it and I was like, I don't know, because even knowing me and like even, even stealth portions of games in general, I'll have a lot of, uh, I'll sit in like the tall grasses in horizon for a very long time before I have to like make my move. And I'm like, I kind of got a deadline. I got to finish this game. And I think that's ultimately what made me decide to do safe mode. Also, I am a big wuss as well. And I like, it was, this game was creepy and scary enough for me on safe mode alone. I'm very happy with my decision. And, but I would say, like, because I chose safe mode, it felt less survival, su- um, survivor horror and more like, um, what's that type of game? Like, a, it's more like a, like a walking sim. Like, you know, like you really are just like uncovering the story as you go and you're figuring out little puzzles and, and doing little fetch quests and stuff. But it's really not, there's not a lot of like having to hide because really nothing can hurt you. But then again, I still hid. Like, let, let's be fair. I still hid, even though like nothing could hurt me. I was like, I'm going to hide behind this thing anyways. So, but yeah, so it, it, that's kind of the, the kind of the vibe that I had from it. It was like sci-fi horror story. And that's like something I'm super interested in. So, yeah. So I went with the normal mode. I oh, wow. I can, you know normal. what? I kind of figured you're, you're, you're a masochist. Yes. You would like... <laughs> I am. I'm a total masochist. I told. Yes, I am. You know me too well. So, uh, you know what? I'll use this opportunity to kind of get into the gameplay since it's not spoilery at at all. So, yes, I played on normal mode. An issue of mine was that you cannot switch in between mid game, normal and safe mode. Like it is either you are picking one or the other through the entire game and... There was a point in the game where I was like, ah, I just I just don't want to do this. Like, I don't have it in me to get through this environment and run o- and get away from this monster. Like, I just at the moment. And also, I want to explore the environment a little bit more. Like, there's there's pockets where you can find out a lot of stuff and it makes it very difficult. These monsters are persistent. My God, <laughs> you, it is very difficult to get away from them. So it's like, no, I'm not going to go into that corner to find this little bit of lore because, no, this thing's going to kill me. So it kind of cuts down on the lore building, which to me is the most interesting part of Soma. Because to me, the gameplay isn't that great. Like, honestly, I didn't enjoy actually playing this game. Like, throughout the whole game, I was like, oh, I got I to gotta play Soma. But at the end of the game, with everything that it gave me, I was really happy I played it. Like, I, I thought it was so interesting. And I was like, oh, man, this discussion is going to be fantastic. I want to talk to these two people about this game because it's really fascinating. But the actual act of playing it with the monsters trying to kill me was like, this isn't fun. Like, none of this was fun at all. <laughs> Too I, scary. I, it's scary. It's scary. 
the stealth isn't like that well built I feel like like I would kind of hide in a corner and like you kind of have to hope that they kill you or they don't like you have to hope that they don't kill you and you're kind of just relying on that because you can't look at them I mean I think we'll get into it but so yeah the gameplay to me was a little bit lacking but the story was interesting so I, I was on the fence about it yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. Just with the it, like a like Travis compared it to a walking sim. I, that's how it felt to me, or or being at like a haunted house almost, since I couldn't get <laughs> yeah. killed by the bad guys. And I I found out too, like you said, Katie, that you can't switch partway through because I started the game on regular and didn't get very far, and was like <laughs> maybe maybe I want to be able to change this, and I couldn't, and I was like, all right, I don't want to get stuck partway through, and you know run into something scary like you where I'm like, I, I, I don't have this in me right now. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just start over on safe just to run it that way so that I don't get stressed out partway through. But yeah, I thought the scares worked. I, I agree though. Gameplay wise, it was, I, it made me wonder if I just, I like walking Sims, but I don't know if I would like survival horror uh, full out. Like I think I'd want to be able to fight or actually run, but instead it seemed like it was just, sit down quietly and that's how they won't see you or whatever and that's eh, not great yeah i thought this game was would be more interesting as a walking sim without the monsters i don't think that the monsters added that much to the gameplay because it wasn't executed that well i liked the creepy ambiance and i liked how scary it was which you can totally do that without having monsters like to me um gone home is a walking sim that is creepy and you feel, you feel unsettled the whole time, but there's no monsters. Whereas I feel like this could have been a scarier version of Gone Home where I could like learn all the lore and find out all the things and it didn't need the monsters to me. That was kind of my issue with the game. Yeah, I found like I liked the monsters in safe mode. Like it added yeah, to the ambiance. I could see that. It added, and like their the their behaviors were different than what you would anticipate, but just as creepy. And like you, they would still like make noises, and it, they added to that atmosphere and that world. If it was a barren world with no monsters, I think I would have. It would have felt, I think, a little too barren. I think I like the idea that they're, especially given. I mean, we won't get into it yet, but like the what this thing is that is taken over this this location it you know it's not it 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 makes sense that there would be things kind of walking around right so i i I liked that there was monsters in my safe mode and i liked that they couldn't kill me they just made me very scared yeah i feel i'm I'm not a game dev but i feel like they could have accomplished scares Without there being a physical monster. Because at the beginning of the game, I was more scared with before I saw any of the robots. Like, I was like, oh my god, I was terrified. I was barely moving. I was, like, creeping around each room. Like, what is going to jump out at me? I don't know what's going to happen. And then once I saw the first robot and I saw him walking around the room and, like, looking for me, I was like, oh, it's not that scary. It was more just, like, more annoying that I had to work my way around this this robot and that he might see me. And, like, the way the self-mechanics works isn't that great. Like, it's not that well executed. So I found the, the robots more annoying in reg- in normal mode. 
then I found them scary. Whereas I found just the environment at the beginning extremely terrifying. I think I, I wonder if this was something that would maybe be different with normal versus safe mode. But as I went, I noticed how each robot was kind of different. And so some were scarier in different ways. Like, oh, this one's really big, but he can't see that well. So if you just duck or, you know, this one will hover around. Or I don't know if this happened to you, Travis, when you played. But I had a couple times where I got attacked in safe mode still. And the screen, yeah. like turned red to let me know you're getting attacked like get out kind yeah. of thing and it, it was nice to be like okay I'm, I'm i think i'm getting a lot of the experience without the things that were probably annoying for katie yeah i think i got the same thing it wasn't annoying for me they were just i got i would i was scared enough that i wouldn't try to interact with the monsters too too much you know what i mean i kind of didn't want to break the illusion i like let myself be ignorant to the fact that they can't hurt me and I just like tried to get myself immersed into the world and I, you know, acted as if they could still hurt me. And it still, it worked very effectively for me. I found um, just them not being able to hurt me, but at least being present in some areas and I don't know, just made some, some like areas were just better because there was like a presence as opposed to there being nothing. Right. There's a pressure. While you're walking around this environment and looking up uh, lore pieces, as opposed to if you just had free reign and you feel like there's zero pressure whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I could could totally understand that. Yeah. I only had one other non-spoiler thought, and we've sort of hit on it uh, anyway. But I didn't know anything about this game going in. And so, as Katie, like had mentioned as you find out about the world you discover things blah 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 i got way more out of this game than i thought i would i thought i was mostly going to try to not be that scared and like you said the lore was really cool like the different things you find out and i feel like that will i'm excited to actually talk about those things but this that made this game way more of a i would recommend this to people because everything that's in there is cool and based on this discussion maybe i'd tell them to play safe mode based on your experience um and based on mine of enjoying safe mode yeah no i'd agree as far as the actual story i ended up feeling like i got a lot out of it like i got way more out of it than i thought i would especially within the first third i was like i'm just annoyed by a lot of this a lot of what i'm playing and then a lot of the things that crop up as far as the story and like philosophical decisions that you have to make and like ethical decisions that you have to make and like how you're um it kind of presents things to you that kind of shift your perspective in some ways or another that I found really really interesting in a way that not a lot of games do so I'd highly recommend playing the game I just don't know if like I said the gameplay isn't exact it's not fun it didn't captivate me in certain ways even like with the puzzles weren't super interesting like I don't know if there weren't enough of them or if they weren't that interesting where I'm like you could have put more puzzles in there and less uh, me trying to hide from like ineffectively hiding from robots and that would have maybe <laughs> made it more enjoyable like it, I, di- I didn't enjoy the experience but I got a lot out of it and I'm not sad I'm like I'm happy that I played it for sure so that's kind of how I feel about it but I would recommend it to most people um, like most people who play a lot of games, I would definitely recommend it. I don't, normal or safe, I don't know. It depends on the person, but for sure. Yeah, and I had no, I like, I knew nothing about this game, and I and that was intentional because I, I don't know how I knew that I wanted to play this game. 
<laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it's highly regarded. A lot of people talk yeah. about it very highly as very a very interesting game. And yeah, I yeah, didn't know like, much about it either at all. I knew nothing. But I also like like those these kind of sci-fi things is like right up my alley. Yeah, like that's the, your shit. The top, it, 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 it really is. Like it's right up my alley of things that I, I want to consume. And like I knew it was a good story. I knew that. I think I might have listened to the Left Behind Left Behind Game Club's episode on it, but at the time I don't I don't think I remember knew anything about it at the time. But even then I don't remember that episode either. So it's like I had no clue about the story or anything going in, just knowing that I wanted to play it. And I was not disappointed at all. I like I I loved my experience with it and I would like super super recommend it if anyone was interested in playing it. So Awesome. Yeah, that's more or less my non-spoiler thoughts. Do you guys have anything else you'd want to share before we dive in? No, I want to spoil things. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to get into it. I think that's about it for me. Yeah. Okay, perfect. We'll jump into spoilers then. So the game begins, and you've got Simon Jarrett getting ready to go to a visit with uh, a doctor for his brain because he was in a car accident with his friend uh, or girlfriend or coworker or maybe all three and she died and he is has a pretty bad brain injury and is said to have like a small amount of time to live you have a couple months or something like that so he's got a the game begins with you kind of getting used to the controllers you go around his house you find um some liquid to drink that is going to be useful for his brain scan he'll have later. He'll make it, I guess, I don't know, easier to see organs or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, not a doctor. <laughs> that Actually, also, that's going to happen a lot is I'm going to explain things badly and compare them to things that I know about. So that's going to happen a lot in this game because since it's sci-fi, I will say it's like this, kind of. Yeah. And, uh, you'll, you, you guys may disagree. Uh, listeners may disagree. That's my own fault. Don't hold so much to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then really the next thing that happens in this kind of introduction is Simon does go to Dr. Munchi's office who he's has the brain scan with. He gets there and the office is getting remodeled. So no one's there. There's not a front desk clerk, nothing. And so as the, he has to find his way actually in to the office, uh, he like reads some notebooks and then finds out the code to be able to get inside. And when he gets in there, you have a chance to talk to Dr. Munchie uh, about the surgery. You ask him some questions, but one of the first things that happened that stood out to me is you say, oh, Dr. Munchie, what about this? And he's like, actually, it's just Mr. Hopefully this will get me my PhD. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm not getting this. Like, I'm yeah. leaving. <laughs> That's how I felt. But I knew the game w- wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> yeah, I heard that line, too. And I was just like, uh-oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Honestly, yeah, like, the, not second, a doctor. the second I like got the code and opened the door and it made that like, sound when you opened that first door and i was like oh this is creepy and i don't like it i don't like it at all i think i was too focused on that to notice this mr munchie business the opening stuff was just as creepy like Mm -hmm. just i was so unsettled by just going into an office building that's the thing the unknown is just as creepy as the known or or more creepy than the known rather which is why mm -hmm. why when you see the robot and you're like okay that's what's 
hunting me. Whereas at the beginning, you're like, something's going to happen and I don't know what it is and yeah. I don't like it. And it's yeah. creepy. Very scary. I did not like it. I mean, and I get why you had all that s- stuff to give you like the preamble before the, the actual yeah. game takes off and you get the opportunity to kind of get the controls and everything like that. But it, still very scary. Like even if it was super basic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I had kind of the same creep out in that of, because again, I didn't know anything about this game. I didn't know sci-fi would even come into this. So I was like, all right, is there going to be like an axe murderer in here? And I'm gonna have to run around this building. Like, I don't know. Like anything was possible at that moment. Yeah. Uh, also, I found out that they're Canadian. So I imagine that Jacob <laughs> liked that in the Left Behind Game Club episode. I bet he shouted that out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I thought Toronto. Yeah, I love that Toronto or nah. <laughs> check out check out some cutscenes episodes for the reference. We say Toronto or not a lot. Yeah, so ultimately, Simon gets this brain scan. He sits down in uh, the chair. He has like a uh, I don't know a thing go over his head for uh, I guess a machine that does the MRI or whatever does a brain scan and then. Uh, wakes up and he is in a new location. Um, ultimate, what the fuck's going on? Feel like, did I get transported mm-hmm. to a new dimension? Like, what's going on? And you get up and it's like a totally metal place. I thought it looked like a spaceship. Like, it felt like you were, again, another comparison, but like you were in the movie Alien or something. Yeah, like, you woke totally. up on that ship yeah. and you're like, all right, what the fuck's going on? Uh, who's here? Why am I here? what the fuck did Munchie do? Like, um, super creepy, just a uh, jolt of things. Didn't expect to be here at all. Yeah. So the initial thing was the premise that they're going to make a a copy, like a digital copy of your brain so that they can run simulations on it and then basically figure out what is going on with your brain and then know what kind of treatments that they can make to help heal it or help it keep it from doing whatever it's going to do because it's injured so my initial thought was that um right away was like oh I am I thought that I was the simulation brain like right away I was like oh I I, whoa like because I had heard the only thing I heard about this game was basically that it played on a lot of things about um what makes you human and what it doesn't and if they like, you know, change, bring your consciousness to another place, are you still you? So my initial thought was like, oh, they're, I'm just, I am my copy of my brain. And they're throwing simulate, they're, they're saying they were going to throw um, stimuli at it and see how it reacts and use that to do a thing. So I was like, oh, I am now the copy of my brain and you are just throwing stimuli and none of this is real, which... Later, we find out that that is not the case, but that was my initial thought was like, oh, I'm just, this is, this is stimuli. Like, this is all just like make-believe things that they're doing to me to uh, try and get information. But yeah, it was messed up. I was terrified. I was like, oh God, that was the scariest, well, one of the scariest parts of the whole game because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going to come at you. And the unknown is the most terrifying thing of anything. Yeah, once you wake up in that like completely dark metal room, I did not want to get up off the chair. Mm-mm. I was like, no, I'm safe I'll, in this chair. I'll just chair. stay right I'm here. Not, I'll just stay right here. Yeah, it's and, fine. Um, I, I didn't know 
I didn't have initial thoughts. At first, I thought to myself, for some reason, like, I've either been transported to, like, either the future or something. Like, I kind of figured, for some reason, I thought my initial reaction was, I'm still me. I'm in the same chair, and I've been in this same chair for hundreds of years or something like that. And but then once you get out of the room and you start exploring, you see the chair and you're like, OK, this isn't the same chair. It's a different like place. this is yeah, it's a different totally. place. Like different I, I, I quickly like abandoned that like line of thought. But that was my first kind of initial thing was, OK, I just I'm I've moved through time in some way and I just don't understand how that makes sense. But that, that room is scary. Like y- there's like a little red light that you have to go to, to like turn on the lights. And I just did not like that. And I <laughs> like, and then you're trying to figure your way out of this room and it's, it's just super creepy. It's just so unsettling from going from like basic office furniture stuff mm-hmm. that was already unsettled to then this and not really wanting to leave the comfort of even this metal room. Like I, <laughs> I did yeah. not want to leave that room. I thought the sound design was excellent. As far as making you just unsettled the entire time because you're hearing these creaks and like bangs of like this machinery happening around you and you're going like, oh, what's that? And it's like you can you could you could place it because I played it with headphones for for the first third and then I gave up on that because it was too scary. But um, but it was like, oh, something's over here. Oh, something's over there. And you were just like unsettled the entire time because all this sound is very eerie. And uh, making you think that something is, something's creeping up on you at all times, even if it's not. I totally agree. Uh, I, I felt scared every time you had to do a thing. And when you get out of this room, you had to throw something at the window to break it. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Then someone Too could get noise. in. Yeah, yeah. someone's going to hear me too. Yeah, someone will hear me. Someone will be able to get in then. I should stay here. Uh, this is where I, I, I got out of the room, but then this was shortly after where I switched to safe mode. And I was like, never mind. I'm not, I'm not, too, I'm not too deep in abandoned ship. Never mind. Like, I'm too scared. Um, so I didn't even meet anyone bad yet, but the creepiness factor set in so much. Yeah. And yeah, I was more on the line with Travis. I thought I got transported as a person. I didn't have the mind stuff uh, in my mind at all yet. So... From here, you do leave the room once we're brave enough. And <laughs> when you do, you end up finding this device that's called an Omni tool, which I described as a Game Boy mixed with a phone that is used to <laughs> access the computer system. Uh, it can do a lot of things. It can act as like a key. Uh, you can plug it into workstations. It will bring up the stuff on there to allow you to, um, I don't know, make different functions, functions around the station work. It's uh, really an, a super cool tool and an ultimate, like, I don't know, useful thing that they have going on. So you end up picking one up and you're like, oh, okay, this will, like, let me get around, basically. So you use that. As you run around with the Omni tool, you end up making it to uh, a communication station where you talk on the radio to a woman named Catherine who is like, oh, I'm over here at this nearby sector. If you meet up with me, we could talk and, you know, be able to figure out what's going on. And, of course, us not knowing about any people and then we've got someone on the other line. We're like, yes, oh, my God, we could really use a person. Uh, So Simon uh, goes kind of full on after that. Yeah, that was kind of like, oh, there is a person. I'm talking to somebody else who seems to have a slightly better grasp on what is going on than I do. So I, there was a comfort in being not 
entirely alone even though i didn't trust Catherine, i was like i don't know who you are and i don't know if you're gonna try and kill me i don't know what's going on but at least i'm talking to someone and there's another person and they're telling me where to go so i'm gonna go there because that feels better than not knowing anything so yeah no that was it felt slightly better once that happened it was also nice to like talk to Catherine. Once you finally spoke to her, because she, like you said, she knows what's going on. But literally, like your previous interactions with things that speak uh, before this, because I think, do you not interact? Is I think Carl and Amy are two people before this, I believe. Like I think you, you might be right. I think you're right. I think you see Carl, because at least in my notes here, I, I have it written in that like you interact with Carl and then you interact with Amy. Um, and then I think, I don't know if Catherine is, you maybe speak with Catherine around that same time, but like, at least you have the impression that Catherine is like alive and human and knows what's going on. When you find Carl, he's like, it's a, a man's voice in a robot, like on the ground. And it's right, extremely cause, unsettling. Cause that was, is that the first instance of where you can kind of, um, there's an action where you can kind of get um, information or like an imprint from someone who mm. is dead or gone or not present. And then you can kind of hear the their thoughts or what they're saying, basically. It was that Carl and Amy. Um, so you get that stuff, I think, around the same time. Carl was a robot that was um, he was pinned to like some sort of uh, conveyor belt. And he's uh, he's in he's like pinched the conveyor belt and you can go up to him and there's actually like a text bubble and you can speak. Oh, with him. yeah, I know you're right. He's just full out talking. He's not like, yeah. And he's, he's just like, dead. get a medic. Like, yeah. I'm in pain. Get a medic. Like, can't you see? And he's like and, and Simon's like, you're a robot. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I have arms and legs and I'm clearly a human. Just like, go get a medic. Go get help. Um, because you needed to unlock a door to get to the communications area mm-hmm. so that you could actually speak with Catherine. And one of the first things that you have to do is to just like when you're dealing with Carl, there's two different methods of how you can unlock this door because you have to redirect power. And in order to get to Catherine, you have to either turn off the power and it causes like Carl to get electrocuted and he's screaming in pain and he's saying like, turn it off, turn it off. At, like he's screaming in pain. And you can use that to either unlock the door to go. Or if you chose an alternate route um, that was a little farther, you actually completely turn off the power entirely. And that causes Carl just to straight up die. I thought, so what Ma- I thought I did, because it kind of all blends together, but... I thought what I did was that I mainly did I unplug Amy? Was that before? Or Amy after? was after this. Oh, Amy was after this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I just I think I think Carl just screamed. You may have missed Carl. Pain. Like I think Carl could be missable. I don't remember Carl. Like, I didn't make any notes yeah, about Carl. He, yeah, he might have he was like my first real interaction with a speaking person. And it's it was the first indication of like there's a guy trapped in this robot like yeah and see, i was Amy thinking to myself was my first instance of that oh, okay so, i don't and I, I don't think, think i don't remember carl 
you may have, because there was two ways of dealing with it. If you went into the room where Carl was, then you could hear him say like, hey, I need help, like whatever. And you, there's a switch nearby that you can flick. And then he, it starts zapping him and he's screaming. And so I turned it off and I go back to him and I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, he's like, I'm so sorry. I, I, fl- I think I hit a wrong switch. And then you can apologize and, and turn it off and go. But then you might've gone straight to the other power source and turned it off entirely. And then he dies. Oh, it, it turns him off, I which then so. opens like the door. I, said, I don't recall yeah. him. So that's the thing. So Carl was my first instance of like, there's something going on here. And it kind of also gave you the, um, cause I think he might've talked about the idea of like the pilot chairs being used to, um, maneuver things around. Mm. So like, essentially I think the people working in this station were, um, they could put, sit in a pilot seat, put on like a, a little helmet and then they could use um, they kind of link up with uh, robots to be able to do the tasks that they needed to do around the station. Hmm. And my initial thought was, oh, something went wrong and he is now permanently in this robot. Oh, see, I missed that but, entirely. Yeah. I, I think it's something that can be skippable if you're not if you didn't go into that room where you need to go. But then you also find Carl's dead body like not that far. Um, cause you have to get like a keypad to unlock something or other. It, it's one of the tasks or whatever, but that's also the first instance of you can, everyone's wearing like little, uh, like, I don't know. They're like Bluetooth headphone things to their ears. And essentially like it, you can data mine those to get their last moments like recorded. And that's what you were talking about. The kind of data buffer thing. I just went over a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Yeah, Carl Carl was my first one too because I had him scream. And so that's how, you know, it's pretty memorable because you're like, what the hell is happening? Like, yeah. this is frightening. And then Amy is inside the comm station. You can unplug her, right? Yes. Which I did that because I was like, uh, it let me do it. So I thought I was supposed to. I, and then I did I it. And I was you like, had to. maybe you have to for this one. Do you remember, I, Travis? I, uh, so there was two plugs for Amy. And I unplugged one and she went, no, and was like, not like, like, as I talked to her a little bit first and like, also very creepy. She's like hooked up to like this robotic lung that's like breathing for her. And it's, she's yeah. sitting on like a pile of goop and it's just, it's very unsettling. Um, and you can unplug one and she says, no, she just, and then she's like, I just want to go home. And then I left her. Like I actually oh. didn't unplug the second one. But she was more, but she was alive, but she was more or less like kind of her eyes were rolling back and she wasn't all there when I left her. But I thought maybe there's a chance I can come back and save her later. And I, that didn't happen. I totally either. unplugged the second one. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, and then she's like, oh, I, and she just you know, made dying sounds and she clearly yeah. died. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, I don't know if I should have done that. No, yeah. I feel really bad now. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but yeah, yeah, where, where she just seems to be hooked up to like a life, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not life preservation, but like, like life support. Like she seems to be hooked up to like life support and you just basically yeah, unplugged yeah. her, but she's screaming at you. Don't do it. And I was like, but I need to, I need to get to the comm station and you're kind of in the way. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was t- felt terrible because <laughs> I just unplugged her. Uh, and then she died. And then I was like, oh, this this place is rough. This is a rough place. Bad things happen here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same thing. I, I uh, it's like this is a rough place. I I killed you. I didn't mean to necessarily. Like I didn't quite know because something we didn't mention this on the gameplay, but something that's kind of weird in this game, or at least I thought it was weird was it's not very clear about what things you can pick up that matter or not. Like, there's a lot of shit you can just pick up and throw for no reason. Mm -hmm. And then there's other things you're supposed to do. So when I unplugged her, I was just like, it's something, it's an item I can touch. Maybe I'm supposed to do this. Like, maybe I plug the thing from her into the comm station or something. And then it was like, oh, I just killed you. Shit. So (laughs) that was something that was kind of weird in this game uh, as to what matters. So there were a few times where... As I was doing stuff, it I'd get kind of lost as to like, okay, what am I supposed to do next? So I'd have to go check a walkthrough and be like, what am I supposed to do in this room? I know I'm supposed to do something here, but I don't get it. So I don't know if I'm dumb, but that was something that happened for me. No, I found like I was early on grabbing a lot mm-hmm. of things, like picking up a lot of stuff, thinking I needed to do things with it. And then I quickly realized a lot of it was just items that you could interact with i was opening up a lot of lockers and i still opened up a lot of lockers along my way because i wanted to see like if there was notes or anything inside of them or opening up drawers but a lot of the time it was kind of pointless you would open a drawer and there'd just be junk in it and then you would pick it up and you could put it down but you i realized i I slowly stopped because i was just like well i'm not really getting anywhere with picking up all these random things and i just kind of looked for the ones that seemed important or a different interactable image kind of came up or something. Yeah, for sure. I found that, um, yeah, your, your symbol that shows up while you're hovering kind of your cursor over certain items will be different if it seems more meaningful. But as far as like drawers and lockers, um, God, like 90% of the time there was nothing in there, which kind of made it feel, um, not empty but like a little bit like certain rooms you'd be like oh there's nothing in here and it's like sometimes you weren't rewarded for looking through a room um often enough that i was like ah well i won't look through a lot of these rooms because often enough it 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 wasn't rewarding whereas i feel like when things are like like um springs to mind is like control you like look around a room, you will find something in that room that is either funny or interesting or um, just worth your time. Whereas I found some of these rooms were not worth my time. Even like some like computers, you log in and there'd be like logs. It'd be like so-and-so logged in at this time and so-and-so logged in this time. And I, I'm sure if you like deep dove into it and you were like hardcore about that lore you'd be like oh because so-and-so logged in before so-and-so that means something but I did not have the energy to dive that (laughs) deep where I'm like no you gotta give me something like you gotta give me something that like seems interesting or seems kind of funny or something like I'm gonna just being like so-and-so popped in at this time and -and so-and-so popped in at this time like i'm not i'm that might mean something i don't know maybe the internet will be like you're wrong that means a lot but like (laughs) it didn't seem to mean anything to me yeah if i was going to interact with a computer i would want there to be something worth me interacting with might as well just have the screen just flicker whereas like if if they're not going to learn something a third of them didn't seem to offer me much at all yeah i like did a decent amount of like rifling through and i i went through every computer because i kind of made the assumption that every computer was going to have something of importance Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was just like logs in and out and like you said it could be important if i was like 
and I'm sure there was some stuff, but I really liked it when there was like audio logs or yes. like a map or like something about the room or, or like a journal or something interesting to kind of give me more of that story. And it was fun that way. Yeah, that's the thing. When this game is rewarding, it's so rewarding. Like it is exceedingly interesting and it makes you question like, how do I feel about this in a way that a lot of games don't? But when it's like dead, when there's nothing going on, you're like, there's no, there's nothing in this room. Like, why am I in this room? There's not. We could have skipped this. Like, we could have shaved some time off of this game a little bit. Yeah, perfectly said. I feel like it's. There were times where environment was really rewarding, and then there were times where it existed because it did. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I agree. I think we're pretty on the same page there for how, yeah, how it worked and how it was. So, um. Yeah, from here, you so you you meet those people. You talk to camera uh, Catherine on the Omni tool uh, via the radio station. She says, Le- "Meet me at Lambda. That's a nearby station. You'll go there together. We'll do stuff." Also, she thinks it's weird that you don't know why you're there too. So it's not like she's also <laughs> a mystery person who's woken up in this space station you don't know anything about um that kind of feel she's like she she's not that way instead she's like i work here i don't know why you're here either but i'll help you yeah she's really chill about the fact that she's like i don't know who you are but like yeah come over here come on down man come on yeah (laughs) she's really chill about it (laughs) yeah she's she's not faced at all and we find out why pretty shortly after so uh, we head out, and we actually discover that we're not in a space station. We're in an underwater facility, uh, which was quite the reveal. It felt like um, being in Bioshock, basically, except yeah. you get to explore out- outside, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but So you end up walking uh, at the seafloor for a little while to make it over to kind of the, I don't know, next building in your journey. And... You find more and more problems as you go through these stations. There's uh, this black mold-looking stuff that's everywhere. You can see that's kind of overgrown all over things. No humans, except Catherine that we talked to on the phone. A couple insane robots we've mentioned. It's weird. It seems like things have been bad for a long time. Um, ultimately, you arrive at a shuttle station that you'll be able to hop in and then take that to Lamba. However, partway through the shuttle... It, uh, you end up crashing because I think there's some debris in the road, and so you have to jump out and continue on foot. And also, Catherine interacts with you kind of through this process. So since you have the Omni tool, it sort of acts as your radio to her, and so you'll arrive at different stations, plug her in, and then she'll be like, okay, I can run this for you. So it's not that Simon has miraculously understood how to live in a deep water place. Instead, uh, she's kind of guiding you the whole way and helping you do the things you need to do. It is nice. Catherine was like a comfort thing for me too. Like in the periods where... Because when you you find Catherine, she's inside a robot body again. Like the same idea as like what Carl was. She was just a robot, like an iPad face. And she's just like, I'm in the, like she was attacked by a monster and you transfer her into um, your Omni tool. And then once you have her with you, it's very comforting. And like, I felt whenever I put the Omni tool down and plugged her into that area and then she was just like speaking to me over I'm assuming like the intercom at that point um in a space I felt a lot more at ease because it was like okay 
Catherine's like my overseer. She can see everything. Like everything's chill. I'm not going to get killed. I was still scared, Mm -hmm. but my stress level was significantly reduced. And then as soon as you have to pick up Catherine to like keep going, then I was like, oh, I'm by myself again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I felt exactly the same way. When you plug her in and you're and you're talking to each other, you're like, okay, we're safe. We're and also I have a buddy with me. Like it feels different than as opposed to who knows what's going on. Yes. And she's like, yeah, we're going to go to this place. And like, and this is the plan. She's like, she's telling you what to do in a place where you have no idea what's going on. And you're like, great. Just give me a task to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, So, no, I felt the exact same way when I was like alone without Catherine talking to me. I was way more stressed out. And then once I was like, oh, where it felt like you were reaching a safe zone each time you yeah. got to a console where you could plug her in. You're like, ah, oh, God, I'm safe now. Yeah, I felt like having her, it felt like it could get better. Like she brought that comfort to you in that of, you know what you're doing. You're the adult here. Like I, I just happen to be the body that can you're do things. Adult. So She's yeah. such the adult. You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And she's not like, she's like, oh, it's just monsters or, oh, it's like, she's like, not phased at all she's she's totally cool and it's hilarious because like simon's freaking out sometimes and she's like do you think you could go flick that switch over there when you're done like she's just like um when you're done freaking out please do this like yeah could you get on with this anytime yeah anytime like okay we've moved past this let's go (laughs) like (laughs) Uh, yeah she's she's totally i i assume she has been consciousness in an ipad for a long time like she seems very comfortable with her situation and then also she really does a big knowledge drop on us once we meet her in person Mm -hmm. and get her transferred to the omni tool so she tells us a couple of big things one thing she tells us is that we're not human actually we are our uh, brain scan our consciousness uh, a dead woman's body and a thing called a cortex chip kind of all smashed together so we're this hybrid and that's why we're not like crazy like the robots because we have some human in us but yeah for whatever reason it's worked out because we're that combo and so you're like oh i'm not a person you may have realized that before this this is where i learned this for sure um you also find out that this is taking place a hundred years after you went into Munchie's office. And also that the world has more or less ended since you've been uh, asleep, so to speak. Um, there was a comet that came it hit the Earth's surface. The Earth's surface is all on fire. The Pathos 2 people are the only ones left on Earth. And you're kind of picking up <laughs> with that being ruined too. So uh, the world is far different than it was than when uh, Simon remembers because as Simon he also experienced it the way we did in the game he doesn't have memories post that chair like that's where his life stopped and where we picked up so Simon and us were all confused together and got a pretty heavy knowledge drop from Catherine here yeah Yeah, it was really cool I yeah Yeah, go go ahead ahead. oh yeah no I I loved she was just very like nonchalant about the knowledge drop and but it worked like because she's like this is just this is how life is she's like you're from toronto like (laughs) huh like she just she's just like oh that's that's cool i guess like she it's she doesn't feed into the insanity which kind of does keep you a little bit more sane because if she was also just like 
flying off the handles, not knowing what was going on, then it, it, I think it'd just be too confusing. The fact that she was just this very level-headed, knew exactly what was happening, knew what was going on, had a game plan, and she, like, she gives you all this knowledge, and you're just like, okay. Like, for me, I accepted what she was saying, like, yeah, this makes sense. Okay, this is the world that I'm living in, you know? And, um, I mean, and all obviously there was all, like, the computer logs and stuff that you kind of read up to this point kind of gave you little hints of that, and it was starting to come together, right? And then she gives you, like, an actual mission to go on um, so that, you know, there was, like, a driving force for the rest of the game. Yeah, at the very, very, very beginning, when she's like, hey, meet me at the communication station. Uh, I'm just some person on the other side of a, like, of a comm unit. I was like, I don't know if I trust you. Who are you? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but once she's like in the Omni tool and you're actually having conversations with her, I was like, yep, yeah, nope. You're my, you're my person. Mm-hmm. You seem to know what's going on. And like, why would you make up any of this stuff? Like it's, it all, the way she presented it felt like the truth. Like I wasn't yes. questioning it at all. So, um, yeah, no, she, she was my buddy trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, she seemed totally transparent in all of that with it. And I think that's probably why she was able to be nonchalant, like uh, was mentioned, is that she's like, this is just what happened. We've got to work with what we've got. Um, in this, too, when you first meet her, she tells you your mission, which is we've got to go and launch the Ark into space. And what the Ark is is a simulated reality that's populated by brain scans. And her thought is if we send this into space, that's going to give kind of humanity a second chance out there because the world's ruined or something. That's sort of her idea. And you're kind of like, I don't know, that seems weird, but okay, I'll join you. Like, And she also kind of says we could be able to get on the Ark and go to space too. And so you're like, well, you know, pathos sucks. So sure, I'll, I'll join your journey. This makes sense. But the Ark is currently at a site called Tau, which is on the opposite end of Pathos 2. So as said, this sort of sets your journey. We're going to make our way there. Then we're going to try to launch into space. Uh, Another thing that happens here that I thought was notable is you go to a computer and you can take a quiz about how you feel about being a brain scan that could go into Ark, um, which was a... Uh, Catherine previously had ran the ARC project before the world ended. That's what she did as a human before she was uh, the iPad. And (laughs) you take the quiz and it's like, do you feel like you would feel more like you, less like you, the same? Uh, And there's a couple other questions like that. And it comes up and at least when I took it, I was like, I don't know. Are you a person or not? I'm not sure. So I I felt sort of uh, in the middle or uncertain when I took it. I don't know if that was your reaction as well. Yeah, I was, I think, similar. I wasn't full out, um, I'm not real, I'm detached from reality, I'm a figment, like I am uh, was placed in a robot body. Um, it seems like it is a survey designed, they present it as a survey designed by the um, company that has kind of designed this whole setup, whereas they are... Um, copying everyone's consciousness and uploading it into the ark as the only way to like preserve humanity. Whereas everyone's going to die because this comet has shrunk earth and they're like, well, we'll just upload everyone. And that way, that is the only way that we're going to 
that we are going to preserve any semblance of humanity is by uploading consciousnesses, which is difficult <laughs> to say, and then launching it into space. So that was seems designed by this company to be like, how do you feel? Like, how is this project going? How you doing? Do you feel okay? Like in your in your robot body? And I'm like, I don't know. I was kind of in the middle. I was like, I don't feel fully, um, just completely foreign, which is what some of the options were. Some of them I was like, I don't know. I feel kind of the same. And then, which a lot of it seemed to be, I'll get into this later because it reoccurs later. Um, a lot of this seems to be attached to location because I was like, I don't know. I feel out of place, but I don't feel like I'm not me was basically my sentiment was like, I am a person. I am me. I'm a continuation of me, but I feel extremely unsettled, which is, I mean, how I felt about the entire environment in general. Yeah. Same thing. Like I was very middling, like, and I think it was, it very much was location and also just knowledge at the time. It was kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like me, but I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Like, I feel like something isn't right, but it isn't necessarily because I am a scan of my brain put into a robot It's not because something's wrong with me. It's because like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Also, it doesn't help things. Mm hmm. It'd be interesting if, like, to come at that quiz from a perspective of, like, a regular human having their brain scanned and taking that quiz. Yeah. And having and feeling the expectation like, do I feel like of what's going to happen. Yeah. Of being like, no, I know what the yeah. purpose of this scan is for. Rather than all right. of a sudden just out of nowhere waking up 100 years later. Exactly. And, like, saying, okay, I had my brain scanned. I feel like me. Do I think that that is me? Like the scan of me mm-hmm. is me? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a different sense because you're still your own person, right? And I mean, we get into that later with a little bit more lore that comes later on. But like some people take it like to an extreme, um, really, really interesting extreme of like dealing with how is it that there's a living brain scan and also myself at the same time, right? Yeah, totally. So this ultimately gets us on our journey, though. Um, our first stop is Delta Station, and uh, at some of these stations, more happens than others. So, I don't know. There could be details to get lost along the way or mixed in, because um, really, from this point, you have a couple pit stops along the way before you get to like your big location where a lot more happens. So, as a forewarning. But Delta Station, uh, one thing that happens is you have to repair an antenna and then call a craft called the Zeppelin um, to act as your kind of way between these. So what Catherine, since she knows and is a part of this system, she kind of knows where different transportation is or faster ways to get places. So at different points, she's like, okay, if we get in this thing, we'll go here. So she's sort of your guide through all of this. You end up calling a machine called the Zeppelin. It comes over. However, it needs... uh, a chip that's not in it so you can like continue forward and while you're walking around you see a robot that's just kind of uh a little crazy but not hostile it's kind of just doing its own thing and you have to go to it and kill it to take its chip and it's like screaming at you when you kill it it's like oh fuck off fuck it hurts (laughs) like you feel really bad about it or i did at least 
Yeah, I definitely was. I had the same experience where I was just like, this guy's just going about his business. Like, I have a coworker that just talks to himself while he's doing his <laughs> thing. Like, I, I wouldn't go up and kill him. Like, right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yes, so it's just absolutely. He's he's got like he's done nothing. Like, I'm sorry that I need to do this. And Catherine's just like, ah, don't worry. He can't feel it. He's just a robot. Don't worry about it. But like, it it's definitely one of those moral questions where you're like. She's saying it's a robot, but like if he acts human and feels like a human and thinks he's a human, does it matter that he's in a robot body? Like, and it, so it's like one of those first initial like, oh gosh, what did I just do? Yeah. I feel like they really escalate this ethical dilemma throughout the game. Um, but that's kind of the first issue where you're like, but you, you haven't had enough interaction with this robot to actually be like, oh, no, he seems to be like full fledged, um, not human. Human is too like reductive, I think, but like too um, self-aware. Like you're like, yeah. you know that he's going about his business and he's talking to himself and blah, 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 blah. And he seems to be like happy with what he's doing. But like you don't actually know that he's um, has there. like motivations and like. You know, different things like that. Yeah, you so, don't know if there's like thoughts beyond. Yeah, like, whereas the like he has hopes and dreams just, and like you yeah. know all that stuff that makes people like really that makes a a a, a full fledged being like a full fledged being with its own thoughts right. and motivations. So you're like ah, but he, but he's going about his business on his own, just doing his own thing, and you're just walking in and and just taking him out for your own uh, benefit. And yeah. and yes, the Catherine being like, no, no, it's fine. He doesn't he doesn't know any different. You're like, but does he? So you have that like little inkling of doubt, but I feel that that's like way expanded upon later in the game. But they kind of set sure. that stage, like just they 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 plant that little seed. Right, and 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 for me at least, this was the first time I kind of questioned Catherine's judgment. Like, is she too pragmatic? Is it just yes. I'll do what I need to to accomplish the mission? Uh, versus you, you're like, I mean, he was a robot. Like, uh, I don't know if he was doing something worthwhile or not. But is he that different from you or me? You were an iPad a minute ago. Now you're <laughs> in this tool. I'm I'm a robot of some sort. I'm a mishmash of things. Like, how are yeah. we that different? Um, and Simon certainly feels that and feels that guilt. And us as the player, we're like, I don't know. Like, may maybe I don't want to kill these robots unless they try to kill me. Like, are they are they bad? Um, so dilemmas certainly arrive there um but you do take that piece and you do make it onto your next location which is theta station and inside theta um this section i thought was pretty scary too <laughs> um uh there's mm -hmm. a scary monster at one point in this one um maybe one of the parts that i was most scared at but inside theta you have to restart power and uh to be able to access some computers you need to and when do you do it goes pitch black and you have to go into the basement and there's this big monster walking around who can't see very well but is super frightening and so you have to like sneak around maneuver your way to get there uh super scared of him for sure um but then you once you kind of go down there to reset the panel you needed to you end up uh looking for a file on uh, one of the computers to be able to get some info you need uh, regarding the arc. And so you find a file of this guy named Brandon Wan who lived uh, at this station. 
um, who he thought he was in the Ark when you like upload him. And then you kind of find some information to essentially be able to trick him into giving you the info you need. So you make yourself look like one of his coworkers. You make the environment look how it needs to. And you essentially just trick him to be able to get the info you need to continue your mission. And this mm-hmm. was another one of those like really interesting like ethical dilemmas for me in that he, you essentially find a copy of his scan so that you can upload it over and over and over again um, to get, to try to figure out like you needed to get like some security cipher of some kind and he knew it. And you, and he, every single time he woke up, you could tell that like, yeah, that this was the scan that took place. And this is the continuation of that life. And you just had to keep rebooting him and rebooting him. And he would keep stressing out and stressing out because he didn't understand what was going on and it was a simulation and he knew something wasn't right. And it was, it was interesting to see Simon react to that. And even Catherine reacting to it too. Like we can't keep doing this over and over and over again, trying to like figure out what bits of information or what kind of, you know, like Catherine pretending to be the coworker and not pulling it off very well. And he's, and, and Brandon's just like, you're not her get out of here you know, like trying to figure out this information, but um, you kept having to reboot him and shut him down and reboot him and shut him down. And really, are you like, if we're considering the idea that these brain scans are essentially what we have left of our humanity, are you essentially bringing him back to life and killing him over and over and over again and using him to get the information that you need? Like, there's nothing wrong with his brain scan. His brain scan is no different, really, than simon's or Catherine's in this case it's not like it's some weird copy that copy was then uploaded to the arc i'm assuming you know like it's it's just a copy of a copy at, at that point so you have this this idea of is this right like where it, it's just interesting like where are we drawing the line with what counts as what is considered a human anymore yeah i felt Parts of that made me feel more um, not right about it. And then certain things made me feel like it was less human because you're uploading this scan. And then like I felt bad as you were um, uploading him and he was in a foreign place and he was like, no, this isn't right. This is right. And he would stress out and then um, basically get into like a panic attack where you'd have to shut it back down. But then when you reloaded him, it was like it hadn't even happened. Yeah, which kind of restarting makes it, that sand. Yes, which kind of makes it less real. Like it makes it less permanent. Which I feel like that's a thing about about being again human is a reductive term yes. that I'm using, but I'll I'll use it I guess because I don't really have a better word for it, but it makes it less human in the fact that you can just reset it and go, well, we'll just try again. And that thing that mm-hmm. we just did didn't happen. So it was, uh, it's, it's very ethically tricky. Whereas I, each time though, I felt bad. Whereas I'm like, no, we're using this person for a utilitarian purpose. And we're like harming his like psyche. Like he's not, he's not well while we're doing this thing to get, to obtain to get to an objective that we want that is self-serving but when we reboot him he doesn't remember it so like 
where is the line of like what is real and what isn't? Because if we can just erase it, is what did it even happen? Like it it yeah. just goes away. So I don't know. That's the thing. I was so excited to talk about this because it's like I don't I wanted to hear people's perspective because I but I still felt bad, but I still wanted to keep it as minimal as possible and I wanted to mm-hmm. achieve my goal in as few tries as possible because I didn't want to like harm I didn't want to cause pain to this person, more or less. But at the same time, it was like, well, I just, I just erased that experience. So did that experience even happen? I don't know. Right. It, it brings that question, like, is it wrong if they don't remember? And it's like, well, I remember as Simon. So to me, it felt pretty wrong. Yeah, um, it feels but bad. Yeah, it feels bad. But yeah, same thing. I was like, all right, I want to get this right as quick as possible. So once I did it once or twice, I was like, oh, shit. All right, I'm going to go survey everything so that we can be able to, uh, I don't know, make this okay. I don't want to hurt him more. Mm. Um, Yeah, no, that's a great question. Another thing that you find out in that area is basically that you found out that through some logs that you read that there had there has been a um, an epidemic of these people who are being scanned for the ark to be uploaded into the ark to be sent off into space to like continue humanity but there there's been multiple people who at right after they were scanned basically committed suicide yeah. Where they were like, oh, you scan my consciousness off. So I just instantly, I killed myself immediately after. Basically to, I guess in their mind, to make it a direct continuation. So that there's no like duplicate, duplicate issue. Where there's a person who is almost redundant. Who's on this planet that's being destroyed. And this other them that's been uploaded. So, and, but then the people who've been directing this study have been like, well, we can't have all these people killing themselves. So we need to shut this down. And again, there's like a whole morality thing where it's like, I understand why they're doing this though. Cause they're like, well, I'm, I'm uploading myself and I'm going to end it. And that way it's a direct continuation. And there's no, they're kind of trying to eliminate the ethical quandary that's there, even though it's there no matter what. Right. Yeah. So you can't eliminate it, but they're kind of trying their best. And then the people who are doing it are like, well, I'm I'm scanning these people and then they're killing themselves. So then they feel terrible. And it's just it's a mess. It's (laughs) so interesting. It's so interesting because it's like the idea that you want to prioritize your continuation of your life, of what you deem and being it as as seamless as possible. Yes. Without being but without it being messy at all, basically. Yeah. So you like upload your consciousness and you have to end your life immediately so that there is no other like double life. Like my life now becomes the continuation of that information in a computer is my life going forward. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such an interesting concept. And I don't even know how to like, I still don't know if I've, fully wrapped my brain around all of the ideas around it right like the idea that it's hard it's hard to really think beyond like my own my own scope here right but like 
I get the concept that like, yeah, that is my life now. Like that is my life. And I am just this leftover remains and I'm better just end it because that's my life. It's just so strange to think about. And I don't know how to like wrap my brain around it yet. Yeah. It, it's totally crazy. Cause I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I guess probably for all of this, I'm sure there's philosophy people who probably know this stuff better than us and could argue better <laughs> things than we do, but we're going to do our shot. And I like, I really like that we are. Um, but uh, yeah, with that, like it, it does seem less ethically wrong if you killed your own copy or stuff like that, like, yeah. to, like that, conti- like that continuous timeline that seems a little ethically better than like, if I killed your copy, right. that seems shitty to do. Right. You're, you're like, yeah, your d- time choice. for you to die. Yeah, yeah. You're making your own choice about what is happening to your body and your consciousness. Whereas if someone else is being like, no, I'm going to copy you and then I'm going to kill you. That's uh, mm-hmm. a level above messed up. But if you're like, no, I'm going to copy myself and then I'm going to kill myself. I mean, I guess it's it's your body, it's your mind. You can kind of make that own determination, but yeah, it's it's like it's ethically messy for sure. Because then it's it's interesting because it's like okay, if I continue having experiences in my own body, and you copied me on a specific date, then the experiences that I've had now, after you've copied me, aren't continued over. So. Yeah. It's two entirely different beings. It's two. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, okay, now I want you to recopy me again because I've had more experiences. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how do you deal with that? Right. And and, right. What what happens if they meet? Would that like ruin them both? Right. Like, what if you met you? Okay, it would ruin you. I, 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 they kind of say like, well, there can't be two Simons. There can't be two this. Whereas, I mean, I guess there could be if they're in different places. Um, and don't interact with each other. I mean, if both yeah. know that this is a thing that happens, I would think they could interact with each other. I don't see why they couldn't if they're both aware that this is a possibility. But I mean, in the current way that the that the world is, it's kind of framed as in this is the way to continue your own um, consciousness. Like continuity. Yes. I think that was the word they used. Yes. Continuity. Which is another thing which I wonder, uh, you know what, we'll get to it. I'll save it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So it it really brings up a lot. Is this right? Is this wrong? Um, Would you break if you saw yourself? Like a lot of problems here, but we more or less abuse the system to get the information we need to continue on our journey. Not feeling great about it. The time, as time has gone on, I feel less like a good guy. For sure. Um, And more part of a questionable mission, maybe. Before we move on from from Mr. Wan, you had the choice after you uploaded him. Oh, yes. To either basically erase his data, erase that copy of Mr. Wan, or just leave him like on a like on a USB, on a floppy disk, whatever era you come from. You know, which whatever you grew up with, um, you could you could leave him as data lying around, or you could just erase him. What'd you guys do? I left him. I didn't erase him. I left him alone because I was. I kind of thought to myself, like, I would rather have. What if our plan doesn't work? Mm-hmm. The idea that at least there is another potential human scan somewhere viable 
maybe it could continue. And I kind of, maybe that was my thought process too with leaving Amy alive earlier on. I was like, there's still hope that that, yeah. that something could happen from there. I And like, he's just shut down. He's just sleeping. But like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I needed to kill him essentially. Interesting. I erased him because I thought uh, the real Brandon is in the arc. He wants to continue there. Mm-hmm. We're going to shoot that off. He'll get through there. And I guess hopefully this doesn't happen to him again. So that was sort of my way of thinking yeah, about I, it. I probably picked the wrong thing. <laughs> no, honestly, you know, Travis, I think, I think you're right. I feel like thinking now, I think I would leave him. I erased him mm. mainly because I felt like he was a, which is kind of the whole quandary of the entire game is what do you do with these, these people where it's like they're contained to a, like data. Whereas I feel like we had just put him through so much and we were doing it over and over and over again. I was like, we're just torturing this person and rebooting them and doing it again. And I felt like maybe I have less faith in humanity, whereas I felt like (laughs) leaving him there was an opportunity for someone to mess with him rather than an opportunity for someone to like let him uh, grow and like prosper. Like I felt like I was like, oh, I'm I I felt like I was leaving him vulnerable as opposed to leaving him with opportunity. Which I don't know what that says about me, but (laughs) but I I felt like I was like, no, I can't let people mess with him anymore. Do this later. Yeah. So I felt like I had I I erased him, which I don't know how I felt about like at, at the time I felt bad. But yeah. I was like, I guess this is a decision I made. Like, I don't think anyone felt good about any decisions that they made in this game. No. Like, I felt not. like everyone felt <laughs> conflicted about whatever yes. they did, no matter what Which they did. Which is a sign of, like, a good game where yes, you're having to make absolutely. those decisions, right? So, Yeah, 100%. I feel like when um, games that have choices like this, if they make you see the other side afterwards and you're like, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Those, those are yeah. good decisions. Because after Travis's explanation, and as we've had this conversation so far, I'm like, ah, maybe I did the wrong yeah. thing. And, yeah. you know, for the choices that come up in the future, I'm like, oh, no, maybe I did the wrong thing there, too. Like, <laughs> it's it's feeling that, which is good. I, I think that this game um, in this department is super successful. It's yeah. really landing this stuff. Especially because, like, that copy didn't make it to the arc. So it was like, so he's just, like, in purgatory, which yeah. someone can just like kind of like reboot him over and over and over again and do whatever the hell they want. And I was like, I felt icky about it. I felt. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I know. I, I there's no right answer. Oh, at this point. God. Yeah. No, I don't think there is either. Not yet. Maybe by the end we'll solve this and we'll maybe. have a good answer for people. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so, all right. We, we wrap this up. We continue our journey uh from here and we take the elevator down theta but on the way down the elevator breaks it like snaps we hit the ground um and then there is another monster down there that's really scary and it's not one you can avoid you get like a a cut scene where it like grabs you and then you wake up um attached to a wall as if like spider-man like webbed you to it or something you do get out of that you have to explore for a while um because your goal is to get to a submarine that's here because that submarine is going to be your way out of here and it'll take you to kind of your next location 
So Theta Station doesn't work out. The submarine we go to find has human consciousness in, in it as well. It freaks out when we try to go to it, and it just, like, runs off. Um, so <laughs> uh, planned, foiled. Again, Catherine's uh, different vehicles to speed up our process continue to not work. So we continue on foot again, uh, and we're heading to a site called Omicron. And on the way there, we've got to restart power from the outside to get in there. Um, it has, like, a, a big... Um, garage door type thing it's huge mm-hmm. um and you have to restart the power to get in there um and this was another time where the instructions were unclear so there's a robot nearby that i thought i needed to take a piece from again and i killed it and then i found out i didn't need to kill it so <laughs> i felt pretty bad about that <laughs> it's like fuck <laughs> yeah 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 uh, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but <laughs> you do get in uh, eventually. That was the very pleasant one. Was She was super nice. I don't remember her name. She was a very nice robot. Yes, I left her alone. She was the best robot that you meet along the way. And, uh... She's just like, is this the Ark? <laughs> it's weird. Oh. Where is everyone? Is this the Ark? That's so like, sad. It like, is. It's oh, very sad. Oh, this is sad. where I'm supposed to be, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah. sure. And you can't <laughs> tell her that she's not where no. she's supposed to be. Yeah. And all. like, I, it, you can use like multiple dialogue. Like you can continue to, um, I played on PlayStation. So you, like yeah. you are too, to like interact with anything and you can do it repeatedly and you'll like continue to get new dialogue until a certain point obviously and i was like i guess i'll keep talking to her and she's like yeah this is great we're on the ark isn't this awesome and you're like yeah <laughs> you're totally on the ark everything's great poor thing i felt so bad <laughs> i left her yeah yeah oh yeah i left her yeah yeah she seemed happy <laughs> i guess yeah. on I, the ocean floor I, yeah I, yeah, I wish I left her. I wish I didn't misunderstand. <laughs> I felt like a you monster. An accident. Yeah, I thought I needed her parts. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a total asshole. Um, and then when it was for nothing, I was like, oh, man, I killed that robot for no reason. And she was so nice, even though she was misguided. And she's yeah. not on the arc. But... but you do get inside. And inside Omicron, you have this weird thing that starts to happen where you start getting, like, brief messages where you hear, like, a phrase, um, keep going, or, you know, whatever, and briefly see Johan Ross, who was one of the lead people down here. And I don't know if this happened for you, Katie, if you thought this, but it reminded me of, like, the weird alien stuff in Metro 2033. When we played that, where there's just, like, a... Yeah. Okay. When it happened, I was like, "This that totally feels like Metro to me." I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Whereas in Metro twenty thirty three, and I've I had conflicted thoughts about that game also. Um, But yes, where you see this being who is like, "No, you're on the right track," and like basically directing you where to go, and seems like they also have your same interests. Um, where they just kind of appear and then like go away and you, and your screen is doing things where it's getting, um, almost like it's getting interference, um, where it's kind of like, um, messing up your screen a little bit and getting like bunches, almost as if there's like line of text that aren't there or something. And yeah, and saying brief things and then leaving, which was extremely creepy. 
But I was like, I guess you're not hurting me, but I don't like it. I'd like that you stopped messing with my screen because none of this is fun. None of it. None of this game was fun for me. But I like it. Again, obviously, with this discussion, I loved the ideas that it threw at me. But like the actual gameplay, I was like, please stop. Just stop doing all of this. I don't, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> but I do. But I don't. But yeah. But yes, it totally, ma- it literally made me think of Metro 2033. I was like, oh, I wonder if Dan's going to bring that up. Because it- uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Th- that was the first thing I thought too. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if Katie will feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's weird with this is Catherine doesn't seem to comment on it. Maybe she can't see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something like that, which is kind of weird. So you almost have like... um a secret from her, which is kind of strange since she's been your guide and all of this stuff and knows everything that's going on. But for whatever reason, Simon doesn't bring it up. And so it's just kind of a thing you deal with and, you know, affects the game as we go. The thing you have to do here at Omicron is you need to gather some items. You've got to get a structured gel, a battery pack, and a cortex chip because you're going to transfer yourself into a big daddy, essentially. Uh, (laughs) More or less. More or less to be able to go into uh, the deep sea, because all your various vehicles haven't, the pressure is really high there, so you've got to use the big daddy suit. And so you fetch quest around to find these items. Um, And also what you're going to do is you find the big daddy suit you're going to go into has another person's body in it, so but their head is missing. So you're essentially able to do whatever happened to Simon that got him here in this body. Cause you'll get these three items. You've got the body, you've got the chips, all that shit. Um, and so your aim is basically, I'm going to transfer myself. I'll be a big daddy now and I'll continue on. Which brings up our next kind of big ethical dilemma that mm-hmm. we all dealt with, which is Catherine's going to make this transfer and it happens And she tells us before this, it's a coin flip. 50-50 chance you get transferred as your consciousness that just happened. 50% chance it's the copy that goes over. It happens, and it's us. We're in the big daddy suit. Uh, We can continue our mission on foot. However, the question comes up, well, what do we do with the copy of Simon who's passed out in Simon's previous body to this? What's our plan? Uh, So what did you two do here? (laughs) This was a hard one. It really was hard. Yeah. Like, because when Simon wakes up, like, in the new body, he he's like, what did I just hear? And he hears his previous self, like, his the, the original copy kind of said something. And she's, and then Catherine essentially says, like, oh, well, he'll just be sleeping for a little bit. But then you, you've been... It's, Catherine hasn't deceived you in any way. She's been very straightforward about copies and and everything like that, but you don't really get like firsthand experience with it until this moment where you realize that you're not transferring. She yeah. just copy pasted you. Copying. She copy pasted you into a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your previous self is still alive in your previous body and that's the thing as the player you win the coin flip like Mm -hmm. essentially right like the the coin flip is really like for the player when you think about it we won the coin flip when the transfer happens uh from you know toronto to 
now and then we won we win the coin flip again so that we can continue with the story right um but essentially you just have two copies like mm-hmm. there's two different things and i i sat there for a while just staring at myself like in the original pilot seat thinking what do i do here mm-hmm. do i leave him or do i kill him i ultimately decided to kill him uh, really i thought she would yes. decide the other way so, so why did you decide to do that that's the thing it's funny because i left brandon one yeah. right is it because you couldn't see brandon maybe and also in my in the context of what was going to happen next mm-hmm. we were just chased into this room by a monster and Catherine had to lock the door we were taking Catherine as the omnitool out into the deep sea my original self had no means of exiting that room. My original, I mean, but then again, what if he found a way? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I made the assumption for him or myself, him slash me. <laughs> I made, you know what I mean? Like, it, is it me? Is it not me? I don't know. Is it me? I don't know. Um, But like, I made the, the assumption that I would be by myself, wake up with no Catherine, yeah. no not really understanding probably because I still Simon still really didn't understand the concept of copying. He was still grappling with it. And the idea that original Simon or Simon two, I guess would wake up thinking, well, what the heck happened? Someone took the suit and Catherine is missing. Like he wouldn't grasp the concept of the copying happened and he'd be by himself. So I thought like he, then he, what is he going to do? He's going to yeah. be alone forever in this room and can ultimately not do anything. Like I, I just kind of figured, I think I was like, I wasn't on board with the like gung ho, con- like continuity, like kill yourself after a copy thing. But I think the concept of it kind of made sense to me that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to leave this guy here to be by himself and not be able to do anything. So I ended up shutting him off and Mm -hmm. I, I'm still not sure if I feel right about it, but I, it was, yeah, it was a weird one. I sat there for a very long time. Yeah, no, I did the exact, I did the same. I, I was, I sat there and looked at him and was like, what do I do? I eventually also decided to kill him. And you know what? I, I have, I had the kind of the same trail as you did, whereas I'm like, he's, I'm just, I, I felt like it was, and I don't know if this is right. Like I, I go both ways about this, but at the same, t- at the, at the moment, I, f- it felt very utilitarian to just be like, oh, I made you and I'm just going to leave you. And like, but, but at the same time, I also understand what you're saying. Whereas he has the potential to succeed and leave the that area and accomplish whatever he's going to accomplish but it felt very cruel which simon kind of says it feels cruel to to leave him there yeah to leave him there and he wakes up and he's alone and in a tiny little facility at the bottom of the ocean and like he he just he got the wrong side of the coin flip and the mm-hmm. end. And also, I think a big part of my decision was that he was still asleep. Yes. And that he wasn't even awake yeah. yet. Whereas If he was awake, I don't know what I would have That's a whole other done. bag. Whereas it's like, you're not even conscious yet. Whereas this, it's, it's pure continuity. Whereas you're not even awake. 
you're done, you're gone, and now I'm Simon and I'm continuing our continuity as if nothing happened. Which, right or wrong, again, this whole thing is, I mean, this could kind of be pushed into like societal issues that I don't think we're going to delve into. But um, (laughs) whether or not someone is um, conscious or not and... Uh, you know, able you to know. make their own decision. Yeah, absolutely. And whether or not mm-hmm. they deserve the chance or not. Um, and it's not deserve or not, but it's, it's whether or not it's fair to that person, whether it's like, I, I put you in this situation, so I'm going to leave you in this terrible situation because I, I, I did this to you and it felt cruel to be like, I did this to you and I'm going to, and, and you're going to have to deal with the consequences basically, mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. being like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. Like, you're good. Don't worry about it. As opposed to, like I said, being like, I made you and now you're the one who's going to have to either suffer or not and deal with it. I don't know. And I don't even know where I stand now, but I made the decision <laughs> to kill Simon. <laughs> I, I was the same and had the yeah. same process as both of you. Of, And I think, again, because it's me, like we talked about earlier, I think if I did this to another being and they were knocked out, I don't know if I would have killed, like... Yeah, but it's the me. other person. Exactly. It's but it's, it's a me. copy of me. It's a copy of me. And 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 like I'd be fucking over other Simon mm-hmm. potentially pretty bad leaving him here. So that was yeah, my process was the same thing. So I I killed him. I felt bad about it, but I thought it was probably <laughs> like and and still question it some, but it did seem like the right thing to do for me like how how awful would be to restart this but with less help again there's just like a little bit of like a but what if you know what i mean like what if he could have done something yeah i mean like it's just there's just that little bit at the back of your brain that like was that the wrong choice i don't Mm. know no yeah interesting and and i think that's like important that we can have that because as katie mentioned the ethical dilemmas in real life that come up for that like do you not give medicine to people who, you know, it might not work for them, but it could or something like, no, you probably should, you know, things like that. And this really brings that just, mm-hmm. it makes it, it makes it a little weird because we're dealing with robots instead of uh, human beings. Well, uh, yeah. As Katie said, it's sort of re- reductive, but it, it still sort of applies. It's like, uh... yeah. Cause like we're having to like change our dis- like definition of what is considered a human a little bit, right? Like we're yeah. considering a brain scan to essentially be what we're considering a human now, right? Like what is killing and what is just turning off a machine? And I guess they're kind of the same thing in this world, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which I think the, this game, I, 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 I love this game for the decisions and the thoughts and like all the paths that it made me go down mentally and emotionally. Love it. Um, but how I had a thought. I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> it's a tricky game to think about. Um, it is. But yeah. Oh, uh, basically that the game presents these issues to you and uses robots as a kind of way to make it okay to put it in a game, to be honest. Right. To make it a presentable choice to you. As opposed to, like, I feel like these choices present themselves in real life in society in a way that's much more um, 
uh, polarizing and sometimes people are hostile about it. Whereas this is like, hey, we're adding this layer on top of that where you have to consider, do you think that consciousness is still valid in as data? Basically. Right. So there's not only like that human level of like ethical debate, but then there's like they add on that another level of this um, consciousness as data debate. And it's just it's kind of mind bending. Yeah. And I found <laughs> myself really on both is. sides. Like I sat there thinking like, oh, I can see, totally see both sides of this. And I feel like mm-hmm. most people would see at least they may feel strongly about their choice. But I feel like you would still, the way that the game presents the option, I feel like you would still see, empathetically, you would see the alternative as a valid choice, which I think is really good. Like, it's really mm-hmm. good. It's such good game writing. Again, yeah, it really is. I kind of hate the gameplay in so <laughs> many different ways, and I kind of hated playing mode. it, but I loved what it showed me and, like, what games can do. Mm-hmm. And it was really, sure. really good. hundred percent. We've got a little bit of listener feedback on this question. We had some people weigh in. A uh, bunch of coconuts on Twitter said, I killed everyone I had the chance to kill or not kill. So <laughs> they, they, they ran that way. Um, um, Celeste on Twitter said yes, but I viewed it as a mercy killing. So I think that's probably a little similar to our vibe mm-hmm. as well. Fan mm-hmm. uh, on Reddit said... Didn't kill the copy of Simon. I believe any sentient beings should be able to choose their own fate. When that Simon wakes up and he wants to die, then that will be his decision to make. I also assume that both Simon was me making the decision. I personally prefer to struggle through any nightmare I may face rather than dying. I may look like that Simon. It may look like that Simon would not have any purpose to continue living. But what if there was actually purposes that we don't know of? The second Simon didn't wake up in Upsilon and find his purpose immediately. What if the second Simon found another scientist with an important mission? We can't know for sure, but if if we kill off that Simon, then we'll never know. Mm -hmm. Which is absolutely, totally valid. And that was kind of the other element that I was kind of struggling with when I made my decision. Also, I'm going to keep talking. Sorry, I'm talking. (laughs) But I was thinking through this whole thing with the extra Simon. Of what if I initially at the start of the game when we first like click into Upsilon, what if I was a second Simon? Like what if I was the leftover Simon that another Simon left and Mm -hmm. he had to copy himself into someone else and he left me in the chair because we wake up in a chair just like this other Simon that we have to choose the fate of. So like what if... I initially was a leftover Simon that like a copy Simon looked at and was like, and no, I'm going to leave you. And then he left. And that's the only reason why we exist in the entire game is because a primary Simon was like, nah, I'll let this secondary Simon live and I'll go on with my life. And then we wake up and we find our purpose. That was kind of an element that I was thinking of. I was like, oh, what if what if we're a secondary copy? That was just a leftover. So I, I was blow my mind, mind even more. Right? What if you are? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I don't know. 
I think if I would have thought that, I would have probably left him um, yeah. more. But I, 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 ne- I never thought that, though. Uh, but, like, this argument and talking through it, is it, it's probably wrong to say that you can make a choice for someone that they can't do something worthwhile or important or meaningful. And so choosing that for Simon is kind of shitty. I don't know. Kind of shitty. But it's but, but I guess... But if it's you, right, that, yeah, that's where it's, oh, yeah, with you, that makes it pretty complicated. Because, uh, again, if, if like, the person whose head we took over, like, the big daddy person, yeah. if they got transferred into Simon's old body, we, like, just swapped, I don't think I would kill them because that would seem unfair. Even if I fucked them over by taking their big, bo- big daddy suit and put them in my old body, like, I don't think I could kill them because they they deserve a shot even though i kind of robbed them i guess um but when it's me oh man yeah this game's <laughs> challenging right? there's a lot sorry we have more there's more opinions to get through mm-hmm. uh fight me on reddit says i killed the copy of simon since i had seen all of the bodies connected to the wow alive but um eternally just existing unable to end their torment by themselves very true that's the thing. There may yes. not have been a There's means a- like he just maybe orig- like Simon two just eventually just goes crazy. Like, yeah, you know what we I mean? We see a lot of those in, in the environment of just people being like, just, I, they're just kind of struggling and like suffering forever. Mm-hmm. That that's true. Cause really Catherine is the one who's most with it, uh, that you ever meet outside of yourself. And then, um, the robot that thought they were in the arc, they were at least not hostile, but they were wrong. And then the one that was kind of meandering that you kill for a part. But those re- really, by and large, yeah, most of them are pretty insane mm-hmm. um, that you meet along the way. And um, yeah, probably just suffering at the bottom of the sea yeah. kind of thing. Um, last last person we got, though, is uh, Ping on Reddit who said, I killed Simon. Without Catherine, he can't even open doors. So he would have been stuck alone in that one room until he manages to find some way of suicide. Uh, if he can even do that before going completely insane, I don't think any life is better than death. And leaving him there was way beyond anything I would ever do to anybody. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how that, I feel. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That I I, th- I feel like that's a good counter argument to um, the don't kill one. So. Yeah, I don't know. Complicated stuff. I'm sure a lot of people have other opinions. Uh, good stuff mm-hmm. from people, though. Thanks for writing in. Now you continue with Simon uh, in your big daddy suit to descend to be able to fire off the arc. Um, and you go outside. Uh, you walk across this balcony to take an elevator that goes down to Site Tau. Um, and while you're going down this elevator, you get another appearance from uh, Johan Ross. Um, he like comes up to you and you like freeze and glitch out essentially. And Catherine is like, yeah, you just kind of like froze. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she, so she, she like, po- She's yeah, the most chill. Yeah. You, you don't explain it too far and she doesn't really press you. Um, but you go down, um, you make it into site Tau from there inside site Tau, Um, you're looking around for the arc and one notable thing you do is you find uh, Catherine's dead body. You find out that she was killed uh, as a person 
when she was trying to launch the Ark before in the past sometime. She was like going to launch it, but some of her crew members who were there were trying to get her not to. And then somehow in the struggle, uh, one of them like hit her head and it killed her. Um, and so you experience that and you end up telling Catherine like, hey, I found out what happened to you kind of thing. And um, it's a little strange. And she's like, man, it's weird to know how I died kind of thing. Like she's a little... Um, she's not like super shook up by it, but more shook up than she's ever been by anything else. It was interesting. Uh, she's just kind of like, I know I wasn't the easiest to get along with, <laughs> but like, I can't believe they killed me. Like, she's mm-hmm. so like, matter of fact about it. She's yeah, like, she's I like, mean, I they guess. killed me. Yeah. And some of the yeah. audio logs are like, yeah, she's a little weird, but like, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, she's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no mm-hmm. one seems to have a big problem with her, but they're like, yeah, yeah. she's a little weird and quiet, but that's okay. Uh huh. It's funny because thinking about it, like, in retrospect, it felt like the arc was, I mean, and it is, like, the be-all, end-all. We needed to, like, you need to yeah. do the arc mission in order to save humanity. And mm-hmm. really, by the sounds of it, she, Catherine was, like, the most gung-ho person about it. And everyone's like, nah, maybe we shouldn't. Or, no, let's stop because people are killing themselves. Or, how about we just hit you with a wrench and you die? Like, instead of, like... yep being gung-ho about it it wasn't like this be-all end-all mission that it kind of is being made out to be but that's because Catherine is your point of reference for what happened before right Right. like she's the one guiding you so it's interesting it was just an interesting thing to be like oh it didn't happen because people weren't totally on board with it just yet like not in the same way that you're making it seem because this is her life's mission to do this right so it's just interesting I I think it's super realistic like people would I can't imagine an entire group of um, kind of very intelligent scientist related people um, being like, yeah, this is clearly the best option is to upload everyone's consciousness as data to this little um, basically, I'm sorry, like a giant USB and shipping it off (laughs) into the world or like a computer, basically a computer that's running a simulation we're going to upload it to the simulation. We're going to ship it up into the into the atmosphere. I can imagine a group of people being like, no, that's kind of messed up. And we're going to try and preserve humanity here or even just keep that the arc, the here. arc here. And like I think that's what we'll, they were trying to do. We'll maintain it here. And that's kind of our last resort. And we'll keep it here. And we're kind of going to continue trying to live um, as opposed to, yeah, basically jettisoning it into the into space into yeah. deep space yeah I right because it, it seemed like it's this they i think the scientist on each end viewed this as like humanity's hail mary or whatever like the last mm. thing you can do and Catherine was like team this is the play this is mm-hmm. the only thing but then the other scientists were like i think you're right that this thing is important but is this the way to do it um, but also somebody killed her that's a little yeah. harsh yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It might it, have been by accident. It seems like it was by it accident. It was. It was by accident, but still. But that got still. messy real fast. Yeah. It did. I, I imagined that... Um, slight spoilers for Fargo season one, but it reminded me of the beginning of that first episode <laughs> um, in there where a uh, a tool is used like that and it kills someone, yeah. but like, it's like, oh, that uh, kills the way it did. I didn't mean to kill you. I was just kind of mad. Uh, and then... <laughs> I did something way worse than I meant to. Yeah. They're dead now. <laughs> They're super dead now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
super really, dead. Though, your consciousness continues on in the arc. Oh yeah, she's not right. even dead. <laughs> you know, it's no, all the that, same. Uh, what is any of this matter? That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so find that out, but then ultimately we do find the arc, and it's being guarded by the last human who is alive. Uh, which was crazy. I never thought we'd see a person. No. Uh, it's it's uh, her name Sarah Lindwall. She worked on in in Pathos too, so she's like a a real human lived here, all of that, and she's not doing well. Um, she per, she's protected the Ark. It seemed like she was maybe among those last crew members that killed Catherine. Like she didn't kill her, but she was among those people who were still alive at that point. And now she is really rough she's on life support she looks like super emaciated and all that stuff not looking great um and you come to her and you're like hey i'm here to launch the ark into space that's what i'm here to do kind of thing and she's like great i wanted it to be able to do this like you can you can take over i'm happy about this and you have the option to take her off of life support when you take the ark as well um and she asks you to as well and it's like uh you know my mission is done here i'm done will you take me off life support um so she asked you to do that that's one side of the conflict i guess the other side of the conflict is can you kill the last person that's alive are you allowed to make that choice even though you're a robot i don't know um <laughs> so what did you guys do here <laughs> my answer is yes absolutely you can yeah. she asks me to she basically is like please please just end it like what is she gonna do she's gonna sit in this chair for until the machinery that's keeping her alive breaks down which could take you know decades who the hell knows um no she asked me to like as a favor she was like please do this so i'm like yes i will do this for you so absolutely and i have i had no um ethical issues with this this was like the clearest cut decision for me was like yes i will absolutely take you off life support you are asking me to yes i will do that for you i i also killed her um she asked me to i she also asked to asked if i could stay so i stayed there and like i waited until she was done and i talked with her all the way through to the Mm -hmm. end um it is i do agree it's the like one of the easier options in terms of like if you have to make a decision she asks you to do it i can see why someone would why what the the counter argument here would likely be if you are killing the last human alive we are now accepting the idea that humanity lives on in the ark it's like and not that, like, even that Sarah could do anything about no, that. Like, that's the thing. It's done. That's the thing. It's done. It's a formality Humanity is done. Yeah, exactly. But I guess it's just, yeah, it, it is a formality. And it's just kind of like, I am formally deciding humanity is done. Mm-hmm. We are now moving on in the arc, right? And it so it's kind of like you're making that choice. Whereas, like, I guess maybe some people couldn't make that choice, right? Like, no, this is what humanity is. And this, and, you know my brain scan in that machine isn't me, you know, like, so I could see why someone would think that. Um, but this for me was a clear cut answer where it was just like, yeah, no, she asked me to do this and she doesn't want to be alive yeah. anymore. So go for it. Yeah. Same thing. Same reasonings. She asked me to, I stayed there for it. 
it seemed like the correct thing to do for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I think as you said, Travis, I feel like the only argument the other way would be as if nothing that's happened until now has been by people and she's the only person that's ever shown up that it you know we're a machine our conscience doesn't count the arc doesn't count all this stuff but i think if you felt that way i don't know if the game really worked that well (laughs) for you to that point because the game really wants you to feel that way if you were like no this doesn't matter blah 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 like i don't i don't know if it would work um like if the game would be working for you at this point because you know this whole thing has been continually questioning what what is a person what makes you a person is it a mind is it a body is it agency is it you know whatever which has been great i'm i'm glad they pushed this and then through something through a different element of there's a physical body and she also has a mind she's not like incoherent she knows what she wants and we can accept that for her or or make uh help her choice happen i guess so i did the same thing uh it looks like feedback is by and large same uh mode justin on twitter wrote in and said i did yes some of the choices in this game oof (laughs) definitely uh lots of tough stuff uh jacob uh our friend uh wrote in and said yes as well that uh he killed her off too murderer (laughs) (laughs) um celeste on twitter says yes emotional support viking on twitter said yes Ping on Reddit said, I killed Sarah as well. Her life was horrible, and it was her clear wish to die. Uh, Fight Me on Reddit says, I killed Sarah since being able to return to her would be unlikely, and people from the surface would not be able to get down here for decades, potentially centuries, if they did survive in bunkers. The staff of the space station had been starved for, starving for some time, according to data buffers, so I did not think there would be any reliable food sources either. Well Makes sense. Out. And then, yeah, definitely. And then uh, Thanhaim on Reddit said, didn't kill Sarah off either. And then uh, they gave some spoiler thoughts, which I, I didn't put in here, but they talk about the end of the game. So um, I wish I would have wrote them down. They were good thoughts. Um, maybe I'll find a way to post them somewhere later. But uh, they did have, a, I think, a good argument for it, but it went into how the rest of the game goes. So I didn't want to spoil that early. Um, <laughs> so I cut them off. But uh, it wasn't universal. Um, and they did have some thoughts there. Um, so, okay. From here, um, we have the arc. Um, we let Sarah die, take her off life support. And we head down to Alpha Station. So we send the arc down Alpha Station on like a conveyor belt type of thing. And we follow for a little while um, to go over to... Um, or sorry, uh, I guess directions, whatever. It goes down a tunnel from Tal to Alpha Station. It goes through Alpha Station to ultimately get to the Phi Station where it can be shot off. But we can't follow the arc partway down the tunnel. There's a bunch of debris. You find a crushed person. Um, it's a mess. You can't continue, but the arc is able to go overhead. So you end up going out a hole in the wall, um, back into the ocean floor to kind of continue on foot again. And... While you're um, on foot, you end up following these lampposts that are uh, green. I think there's green ones going one way and red ones going another way to two different sites. And you have to follow them, and uh, you need to stay in the light because there's monsters down there that will attack you if you go too far away. I can't even imagine what this was like on normal mode because I was terrified the entire time, and it was so unclear, and it was so like windy but you're at the bottom of the ocean i just oh my god i can't even imagine i don't know if i would have been able to do this section okay you know what i so 
my kind of concession to not being able to switch it to safe mode because I was just like, I don't know. I didn't really like how the gameplay was. It wasn't fun. It was kind of a chore. I was like, I don't really like um, having to hide from these monsters just the way the self mode is set up. So I tried to, I was like, can I switch it to self or to safe mode? I couldn't. I was like, oh crap. So probably at least the second half of this game, I followed an online guide because it just, it took a bit of the stress away. I could, I knew when there would be a monster around. I kind of knew this, the, the general strategy to avoid them. It, it made it feel much better and I could kind Mm -hmm. of enjoy the, um, the story and the lore a bit better. Um, so that was kind of my strategy for playing. Um, so that whole section was like, basically the online guide was like hey just just stick close to the lights and you'll be fine i was like oh my cool God. so i just watched <laughs> the like monsters swim by me i think just like you did and nothing ever uh there's one section near the end where they kind of attack you and you're just kind of i'm i'm limping my ass there because you can kind of take two <laughs> hits basically two okay. hits generally speaking um before you're actually killed so i'm like oh i took a hit Oh, I took another hit. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, just limping my raggedy ass all the way there. <laughs> but, uh, but oh yeah, God. no, I, I, that's, I used that's... a guide for a good portion of this game. Yeah, it made sense. I would have too, if like, just in order to get through, I would have if I needed it. Because the gameplay is no not fun. And also it was just frustrating because it, it's not always very clear of where you need to go. So I'm like, if I'm stressed out and I'm trying to run from these guys and I don't know where to go, then I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to play this. It's not fun in any function. <laughs> so, so, you know, no, the guide helped a lot for sure. Yeah. Having safe mode meant that like I could explore and feel yeah, fine exploring, no exploring, but still there's be, no still be creepy. Like things were still creepy. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't matter that I didn't know exactly where to go because I would find my way eventually yeah. and find out where I was going without having to like be running and hiding. All yeah. The I didn't want to die eight times in a row. And yeah. So. <laughs> no, totally. Were, what were the checkpoints like for you when you did die? Did you get sent back too far? Uh, or was it, it depends. pretty I decent? think it'd be consistent with you guys. Cause it kind of has that little brain um, symbol in the bottom corner when it checkpoints. Oh, when it like loads. Okay. Yeah. So it wouldn't send you back okay. too far, but like any section where there'd be a monster, you'd kind of go back to the beginning of that section. Gotcha. So, okay, I was that that's good to know because yeah, so, yeah, same same as Travis is like if I got lost, I'd be off course for a bit, and then I'd pull up a guide here and there if I'm like, all right, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm just looking at crap for a long time and I'm uh, it's not helpful or something. But um, yeah, that was kind of my experience too. But um, okay, so you follow the lights. And you make it to Alpha Station. And at Alpha Station, uh, you're encouraged by Johan Ross to kill WoW. um, Because the elements that are part of you um, are somehow different enough from WoW that you could kill WoW. And WoW won't be able to control Pathos. And WoW um, is essentially like Skynet, I guess, is how (laughs) I picture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. yeah, Skynet. Yeah, Goopy Skynet has kind of... That's why there's so many, like, insane robots, all of that stuff. And so, Johan Ross is like, you gotta kill this on your way to shooting the Ark. And you're like, alright, that makes sense to me. So, what you do is you shove your arm into the heart 
of WoW. Um, I guess also along the way, there are, I think these give health. Um, yes, I and think so, so too. Um, and they're uh, this weird, like, goopy hole, and you shove your arm into it, and it, like, bites you. Um, mm -hmm. and it restores your health somehow as you're like part of wow, like the bigger entity, I guess. Um, but in this case you do that so that it'll bite you and it will, uh, infect itself with, uh, the stuff that's in you that will make wow not work ultimately, I guess. Um, and so you shove your hand in there and it bites your hand off. Like normally it just goops around you for a second and then you pull it out and kind of continue on. But this time it just bites your hand off and you're like, walking around without a hand after this um i guess there's a way you can restore it i didn't because i was like i'm going in the arc so i i stayed with no hand uh. yeah i would say this was probably the part of the story that i was the, the a little bit more confused about like i didn't understand how we suddenly became from what i gathered from what he was saying is that the structure drill that we used to create our new power suit body was infected in some way to become like venom to the wow and i didn't totally grasp that and i maybe i would have needed like maybe another like computer explaining something about that structured gel before we took it or maybe i missed something i don't know but um i did like i guess you can i did read that you can just walk away and not kill it really yeah you could just walk walk away to the next door and just keep going if you wanted oh. to which is interesting and because, I mean, ultimately what the WoW was was, like, this sentient AI that was supposed to protect the people on Pathos 2. And when the comet hit, it essentially kind of short-circuited the WoW a little bit in a way that made its prime directive to save humanity. And it kind of... Its view of what humanity was was maybe a little skewed. Like, does you know, some zombie-like human walking around like that's being mobile and has brainwave function, does that count as an alive human? Does putting a, a brain scan inside of a robot count as an alive human? Um, because I, I it does come to, you find out that like all of the brain scans that were done in the arc um, were copied by the WoW and put into robots. And that's what you were dealing with in um, most of Pathos 2 and all the monsters. So the idea of like not killing it is interesting to me because I guess if you do kill it, are you then killing off all of those doubled brain scans that are technically alive? Like, you know, I guess I've by killing by, you know, infecting the wow and killing it, you've now killed Amy who you might have kept alive or you've ki you've killed, you know, anyone else that you maybe was being supported through the wow i mean obviously that's not like an actual life like those aren't people they're not exist they're existing but they're not living right so i mean obviously like yeah i killed it and i i did what i needed to do but i guess there is a, a means of just leaving and not making that decision if you didn't want to which is interesting it feels so detached from everybody that you've come in contact with mm -hmm. and then like i don't know the wow feels so like um, like hostile and like malignant that it's not does it feels like far less human than any of the the humans or robots that you've come into contact with so like I don't know I didn't feel any ethical issues 
about destroying the WoW. Especially when, like, the goal is to send up the Ark um, that has all of these um, consciousnesses uploaded. So, yeah, I don't know. I, w- I was fine I guess, with that. Yeah, I guess the idea is that, like, does what the wow has created is that now could you consider yeah. that life totally and that that's right? like new life springing up where there right. was like, no life and like life finding a way like to quote jurassic park um yeah. <laughs> finding a way in this new area of mm-hmm. this is how we exist now and like as far as like life not being um purely what we Um, think it is conceptualize it as right as opposed to is it our our choice to be able to it should it be our choice to decide this doesn't constitute as life exactly and i think that's where the question is is who am i to say if i'm deciding that like a brain scan in a computer is is life yeah why can't what the wow is doing also be considered life presented Yes, to, it's presented within definitely the game as like that. It like yeah. didn't bother me. It felt no, very exactly. hostile. So I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I need to, I need to get rid of it. Maybe the game needed to provide you with a little bit more counter argument. Yeah, like more, maybe a little more context. To it. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So that way it became more of a decision because I feel mm-hmm. like the the default choice was to yeah, I'm gonna get rid of this thing. Yeah, it didn't right? occur to me that I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> no. Right, yeah. I feel like the way Johan Ross presents it to you, it seemed like you were doing kind of a solid on your way out. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, I'm going to help whatever's left of Earth by getting rid of the WoW. Then I'm going to go to space, and that'll be cool. Um, <laughs> like, that. that's that's what it sort of felt like. And so I didn't really question that. But, yeah, that, that brings up a good question, a good debate. I wonder if we would have had maybe Catherine say something a little otherwise or mm-hmm. something before Johan Ross gave us this pitch. Uh, that would have been interesting. Um, but afterwards, if you do it, and I assume if you don't, the same thing happens. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Johan Ross tries to kill you because his thought is, okay, you've poisoned the WoW, I'm gonna kill you so it can't use you to adapt to the poison you've done. And you're about to kill it, but then a giant monster comes and kills Johan Ross, and you just book it out of the room, and you're like, alright, fuck, I gotta go, uh, to Site Fi, I gotta get out of here. You run away on foot. You again follow the lamppost um, again, and you end up at Phi Station. You get to Phi Station, and you load the Ark into um, essentially like a big turret gun-looking thing to just shoot it off into space. Big space Um, gun. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Big space gun. And you do. You shoot it off. Um, And you're with Catherine, and you're like, you know, have that sort of that countdown moment, like, all right we're going to shoot this off and we're going to be in space. The coin flip happens. Yeah. Where you're going to, and it doesn't go the way you want. Yeah. You're (laughs) uploading at like the last second. Um, and you're like, Oh, and you're watching this meter count up. And then it finally, you know, like old school, uh, downloads back in the day Uh when downloads were not fast when you're like, ah, we're still at 60% and we're just sitting there and you're like, but there's only like five seconds left. How's this going to happen? And then it, it, you know, you load up at the last second and it shoots Uh off. And then you're like, okay. And the I think the screen kind of like whites out a bit. And then it comes back and you're like, we're still here. And then Simon, um, I think appropriately is like, what the hell? He's like, why didn't it work? And then Catherine's like, no, it, it's great. It worked. We did the thing. We like, we uploaded into the arc and we shot it off. Like, this is great. Celebrate. And he's like, 
why am I still here? Because up till now, you've only experienced being on the right side of the coin flip. And he's like, but, mm. but I'm here. She's like, he's like, I should be on the arc. She's like, yeah, you are. We're, to- we're on the arc. Like, we did it. And he's like, no, no, I'm here. We're both here. What the hell? And he freaks out and starts just like, just swearing at her. And like, you lied to me and all this stuff. And we're still here. And it's like, and I get it. That sucks because mm-hmm. he expects to be like, no, this whole thing, the, the entire goal of this entire game, which kind of builds up to this moment, is like the goal was to fire off the arc and you are preserving humanity and we're going to be in the arc and everything's great. And he's just there. And yeah, it's it's in the in that initial moment. It's he, d- he doesn't accept that like that he accomplished the goal. He's like, no, no. But like, but what about me? Like what about us? We're we're just we're just here. We're just here, and we didn't do the thing. This was just such a great. Oh my moment. god! It's such a good it moment. This so is video games. Good. This is why video games is is a great medium. Literally, mm-hmm. like you're sending off the arc. She's tied the upload with the launch button, so you got the countdown, and it's just and it's getting ready. And th- you're stressed, and you're like, "Is it going to work? Is it going to work?" Like, "Oh, Catherine's in. Okay, is it is it going to work?" And it and it it works. Then, and that's the thing. It's not even like, you know, the, the, um, it's like the wool being pulled like off of your eyes and you finally understand. It's like, no, Catherine was telling, like, this is an expected outcome. Yeah. This this is is the expected outcome. This is a, this is an acceptable thing that might happen. Exactly. And then you kind of realize like, oh, this is the other side of it. Yeah. And it's just, it's so well done. Like the, the delivery and the execution of this moment is just so well done. Mm-hmm. I it just it blew my mind because I was like, well, of course, this yeah. makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Oh, the the like uh, devastation of your hope not realized, like yeah. what you thought it was as Simon, and then he just freaks the fuck out, and he's like, you promised this, we did this, we we went, we killed everything across Pathos Two for this, and then I'm stuck in this fucking room by myself. Like he's. He's so upset and you like just how much your hope went wrong mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, which was great. I, I wondered for a minute. It didn't let you, which I'm glad it didn't. But, you know, Catherine uploads and I was like, do I need to like unupload myself to let it get off? Like, I, should I do that uh, or should I like risk it? Because I wondered if there would be a part where it's like, OK, just don't send me. Mm. Um, oh, but they do both send. Uh, That's the thing. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. They do both send. Just, I, I wondered if that would be a thing, though, yeah. if you'd have to choose, like, can the art go or do and I stay behind or do I risk that no one goes? Like, yeah. I thought oh, they were going to push that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to push that, which would have been cool. But I really like what we got because you were like, I, I feel fucked over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and leaving Simon with that. And then as he's like berating Catherine for it going wrong, Catherine short circuits and then he's just alone at the bottom yes. of the sea. And you're like, that's the thing. This is so fucking mean. Because um, Catherine <laughs> awesome. finally has enough. Like, that's the thing. She's like, I have been like, I am not lying to you. I've been telling you we did what we needed to do. And Catherine mm-hmm. like has it up to here. Like she is, she's had mm-hmm. it and she short circuits out of just like pure frustration or anger of like not mm-hmm. him, not grasping the concept. She's like, I don't want to explain this to you again. Yeah. Like we did it. And like, she was fine knowing that this was going to be the outcome. She knew and understood that this is what she wanted to mm-hmm. do and that she mm-hmm. lives on. And that this is her outcome. 
but that's but, kind mm-hmm. of the issue right is like yeah. are you actually living on would you be like oh there's another me out there and they're mm-hmm. me and you'd be like no i'm me and which is what he yeah. says i think he states this one point is like Mm-hmm. she's like no we're up there and he's like that's not us we're us like we are not up there like we're here which mm-hmm. is how you mm-hmm. would feel you're like well that's yeah. not me though that's a copy of me living a different mm-hmm. different set of experiences from what i'm experiencing right now so is it really mm-hmm. me like and i don't like, think i would think it was i would be like no so that's a different person from myself because you you literally just did this with your own copy yes like whereas you, you would have been better just, just killing yourself right away which is why yeah. i'm like yeah they were probably right to just off themselves yeah. instantly that's the after thing. you the literally copy. just did this where you mm. continued on yeah and you left a, a version of you behind <laughs> only in this case it doesn't benefit you like you you as opposed to like the other you yeah. you know like it he yep. he couldn't grasp that concept, which I mean, who wouldn't? That's You're he, obviously that's like, just natural. That is human. That is your you, perce- I wouldn't, I perception. Wouldn't that's your perspective. Yeah. And it's, it's just like self preservation, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, you yeah. have this that that need for self preservation. And it, the conceptually you've preserved yourself, but like animalistically, like, no, you didn't. Like I'm here and I'm gonna yeah. die here. And, and I Catherine's I detached feel- enough from her humanity to like know the difference and yeah. to like accept yes. and understand she seems that to she's, be, yes she's detached enough from, from it that, for yeah sure. and simon is i mean simon was yep. in 2015 you know what i mean yeah. like he doesn't know mm-hmm. any different i mean technically speaking he was just an old scan from 2015 that was uploaded into a computer to continue to, to do this in the first place right like but that's all mm-hmm. his knowledge was at this point the real simon died hundreds of years ago yeah. You know what I mean? Right. He's not even the real Simon in the first place if we're going right? to consider he what's might the be real a second Simon. Simon. Who the hell well, knows? Well, he already was. He well cuz his original Simon continued living. Yes. Yeah, and um, died there's right. like a, log. a few years later, yeah. Yeah. Like right. his original body continued living. Yeah. He is that that original scan as a legacy series or something along those lines where mm-hmm. he's just right. been held on cuz he said he consented to like uh, being used for medical research, and he just became kind of like the the baseline for all of these brain scan yeah. um, things. He kind of just became the like wildly oh. used brain scan for people. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's super right. interesting. <laughs> right, he's he he became like the demo. Yeah, he pretty the, much was the demo. Yeah, yeah, that comes with the product or whatever, which is. Yeah, I like that it, Catherine have kind of called him dumb more or less too. Because she's like, yeah, you're like a legacy <laughs> scan, and he's like, what does that mean? She's like you're a little flatter like she was like like <laughs> like she said like his his brain waves were a little flatter like more or less being like you're a little simple yeah. but that's okay yeah it's okay. we fixed it since we did you it's okay yeah. <laughs> right yeah oh my gosh uh so you get left with uh devastation mm-hmm. um feel bad heart-wrenched brutal credits roll mm-hmm. but if you stick around mm-hmm. there's a post-credit scene and it's Simon in the Ark. Um, you get up, you like walk out of this cave, and it's bright, it's green. Uh, it's totally different from anything we've seen this whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like a national park, it, more or less. It's beautiful. It, yeah, it's beautiful. It's super nice. It it feels good. Like after how gross mm-hmm. and bad this game felt, being at the bottom of the sea in the dark with crazy things and all that. Um, it's nice, and you walk out. 
and there's a terminal up there and you take the same survey that you took at the beginning of the game of do you think that this is a continuation of you or not do you feel better about this would you like to be eliminated you know all that stuff and i imagine we had similar experiences again but i answered those all far more positively after going through this now it's like yeah i guess it is still me and i think i am in a better place than i was and like I'm glad to be a part of the arc sort of thing. Yeah, that's the thing is that um, when you're in an environment that feels more true to life, it felt more natural and you felt less foreign, which also I thought was super interesting is that it felt like it tied. They, they, there's a conversation at some point within this game about how your identity and your sense of being is attached to like your location and like the people that you know and your family like he talks about um that a lot of his identity was tied to toronto Mm -hmm. and um it grounded him in some way and it kind of brought me back to that whereas while you were running around theta and you know alpha and all that stuff it was super foreign feeling and um everything was strange and there's like you know there's dark group dark goop um <laughs> trickling from the ceiling and there was like robots running around trying to kill you and you're like and i in that survey i was um i was still kind of in the middle like i wasn't full out um everything feels terrible and i'm not myself but i was still kind of more middling whereas now in an environment that was a lot brighter and it felt more um, like something I had experienced and it felt more human, for lack of a better word. Um, my my survey answers were a lot more positive. And um, and I was like, oh, and I, and I knew it as I was answering them, but I was like, no, but that's the truth. Like that is how yeah. I feel at this present moment as opposed to how I felt answering the survey earlier. Yeah. I, um, same thing. I had like super, and my answers were quick. I was just like, yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, I Mm -hmm. didn't give it a second thought because I don't know. It's just, it it was interesting to me because I think there's a question about like, this life feels like a direct continuation of my previous life or something. Or like a fresh start. I think I picked fresh start. mm -hmm. I, so the previous survey, I definitely felt like. I feel disjointed. Mm -hmm. I don't feel connected to my previous self. This one Mm -hmm. was like, oh no, like I feel like this is the continuation of myself now. I had those experiences Mm -hmm. and I know how I got here and I know where I'm going. Whereas last time I didn't know how I got there and I didn't know where I was going. And that didn't help me feel like I had continuity with my, with my, my knowledge and my story and my, and my, and my previous memories and stuff. Right. So, um, I think that also helped in a sense that like, okay, this is where I am now. Right. Yeah. I also felt that, okay. When it first started, I was like, Oh, I get what they're doing, but I don't feel like this is necessary. Like it felt super, um, incongruous with the rest of the game that I, I would, cause the rest of the game is a direct continuation of your, um consciousness right mm-hmm. it's like the same simon throughout and it's like what's happening to him whether yeah he you is keep the right winning that coin flip or or he loses the coin flip and it's the end no but like us as the yeah i guess us on the we keep seeing the 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 same simon 
yeah, the player is the coin is the side that wins that coin flip. Like yes, they, or at the end when he loses the coin flip and lo- you are not in the arc either way. Yeah. But, but like you won that? that coin flip in that that is you. Yes. You, that is your continued experience. Yeah. Whereas the arc is like, oh, now we're the other Simon who mm-hmm. want, who is uh, a different from us as the player. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that because I didn't feel like it was needed. Um, Because I was like, That's no, the, the game is one consciousness, like for better or for worse, like front to back. But so I was like, I don't need know that I don't need to do this. And then once I got to the terminal, I was like, oh, no, this serves a purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, because once I was giving those answers and it was different from my previous, I was like, oh, no, it's making me think about things differently and making me um, perceive the game differently or just in general, making me think That's about themes and all that, that I was like, oh, no, this served a purpose and it was I'm OK with it existing. Yeah, I, I thought it was good, too, in that, like, as a post credit scene, I think it was good to hide it behind that because mm-hmm. yeah, the experience, extra, right? Yeah. You're, it's extra. You're left with the brutality. This game could be a total downer. You got fucked. It's over. But then you get this post credit of hope, and it makes you reflect on what we've talked about. The stuff we've learned of maybe that is still me, and you know, maybe I did get out of this all right. Maybe a good thing happened to me. Maybe I'm happier in the arc now, kind of feel and. That's that's kind of cool. I like totally going into this game. I think I would have been a lot harder on the like when I started. Like, are you really you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But after going through this, I'm like, eh, maybe you are. Like, it does seem like Simon in the Ark. Like he made it. That's a cool thing that happened. So, uh, I mean, good job, Soma, making me think about these things and challenge thoughts I had beforehand. Yeah, totally. You know what I think I would have loved if, as a mid credit scene, if you hadn't killed Simon too. Oh my you God. experiencing the wake up being alone there as well. I mean, not to like, you already end being alone. You know what I mean? But if we're going to say the game was a continuity of one and you're And thought, then you're visiting different Simons throughout the credits. Exactly. Those are the oh other. Oh my God. Those are the other thoughts, right? Could you imagine? And even going back to like after the scan with David Munchie or whatever and just being like, okay, now we're done. And like that was the continuation of that thought and then the continuation of Simon 2's thought and then seeing the arc Simon. Yes. That would have been like a complete mind. You just blew my mind. Yeah. That Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be fucking cool. Yeah. I, I like... I like have a physical reaction yeah. to that. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm getting some chills. I'm like, that'd be so fucking cool. Yeah, like to a, just be... a post scan, a mid if you spared Simon scan one, and then a, um, yeah, and yeah. then an arc Simon. Because if our game is going to be the one Simon's yeah. continuity, and then the credits that we are, are exploring following, these other Simons. The other Simon continuities yeah. that we didn't totally. see. Totally. Right? Because they gave us the arc one. That wasn't our continuity, right? Yeah. Like, Yes. I love that. It's like a little bonus at the end. But like, yeah, the idea of maybe seeing that other Simon wake up and being like, yeah, these guys still go on. Especially since we're already doing it with the arc one. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. We're already doing it with the arc one. Yeah. Mm. I would have maybe liked to have seen that. I think that would have been kind of devastating. Look at you, man. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I I really like your rewrite. That would be great. Uh, And I guess even if you killed them, if you just showed them dead and they're like, yeah, they're yeah. still dead. You did. Th- you did that. You were part yeah. of this. Like, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could shame us on the way out too yeah. if you wanted. Like, that's 
That's totally cool. I think that'd be all right. Um, but, okay, so we have this experience. We take the survey, and then we walk up, and we see Catherine in human form. And you, like, go to talk to her, then game's officially over. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You get to meet your friend in real life now, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the arc. Uh, so, that is Soma. We've said a lot of things um, about it. Um, and... So now we'll kind of move into general thoughts. A lot of the things we've talked about that I had thought of ahead of time have come up through our discussion. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've hit up a lot of things. But um, I think one brief comment I would make is I would be into more horror games that have safe modes like this. Uh, This was really helpful for me to be able to enjoy a content like this. And uh, I would want to do it more. So if people know about them, please send them my way. I would love to play more horror games in safe mode to be able to experience the scares, but not, um, get stuck by them, I guess. Um, and then, uh, we mentioned earlier too, Jacob has an episode on Left Behind Game Club about this. Definitely go check that out as well. I'm looking forward to listening to that, uh, after this as well. I think it was also one of their episodes where they went long. I saw it was way longer than normal. So <laughs> I think they had an experience like us as well, where they really got into it. So that's cool. I'm excited to see what they have to say. Yeah, that's really all I've got. I feel like we've debated a lot if you're a person or not. That's good. Someone uh, <laughs> else went long because I was like, I knew it going in. I, I, I texted Travis. I was like, I, this is going to be a long, really long pod. I know it is. Mm-hmm. Oh There's God. too much to say. There's too much. Um, there, there, there is. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll just touch on a couple things. So um, I just want to, obviously, I got a lot out of this game. But I did, I, again, gameplay, not that great. I think they could have shaved a couple hours off and it would have been the same experience. Like, I don't think I would have lost anything from, like, just cutting it down a little bit. And also, if the areas were very similar, I feel like we could have differentiated the areas a little bit more. If you insist oh, on yeah, keeping yeah. it that long, then maybe mix things up a little bit and, like, make the different stations a bit more different than they were because they were very similar. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are my critiques. But um, what else? Any critiques, Travis, before I get into my general thoughts? I don't think so. Like, yeah. I, I, I agree with Dan that, like, I think I would play another horror game if the fear of... It's funny because, like, I'm scared of being scared. I don't want the yeah. jump scare, but I do want the jump scare. And, like, I want the monster to chase me, but I don't want it to catch me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's it, it's interesting. I don't know. I I like the sensation and the, the feeling of being, like, tense and scared. But I'm so, I get such, like, paralysis mm-hmm. when it comes to actually acting. Um, that the idea of like a, a, a safe mode just to like kind of explore, I actually really, really would be into for other horror games. Um, otherwise, no, like I, yeah, this, I, I really liked this game. It's like right up my alley and it had so much to, I, I think we covered all the kind of topics that we more or less, I thought we would end up covering. So yeah. I don't know if I have very much more. I have a couple general thoughts. So, yeah. um, thought that crossed my mind was... The idea that we're, because initially I was like, well, we're putting all of our consciousnesses into this, into the arc and shooting into space. 
And it's basically like a giant um, duffel bag sized item. Yeah. They were just firing into space. And I was <laughs> like, well, that feels very um, fragile. And it fer- feels very like insubstantial to hold all of our consciousnesses. Like I was like, well, does this mean anything? But then literally the, the visual of the arc flying by Earth that is being destroyed that I was like, oh, well, the Earth held all of our consciousnesses and it's much larger than the arc. And it is mm. being destroyed. Like it doesn't matter. So, like, right. does mm. the um, does the vehicle matter that much? I guess it doesn't. Although I, initially, I thought it did. That's a really interesting, like, just just a position of like the two things. Like, I didn't even think mm-hmm. of that. That's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So that kind of threw me that is off. Cool. Um, what else? I got a couple other things. Uh, I think just yeah, a couple other things. Um, I thought it would have been really cool if. When you shift into the new body, in the person in the, um, I don't know, the diver suit or whatever it's called, the big daddy, um, if <laughs> somehow, if you had moved differently, or if something had been different oh, about yeah, yeah. the about how you uh, moved yeah. so that it felt like it was a different body, I thought that would have been really cool. Not right. necessary. It got its point across still, but I was like, oh, I, I feel the exact same moving around. So it kind of felt like nothing mm-hmm. happened. I do, I get, I mean, technical standpoint, it's just much easier, I'm sure, making the game Oh, that oh way, totally. Right? I'm not a but game developer. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's an, kind of an in-game explanation that could actually work for why it wouldn't. And it's kind of, Catherine kind of talked about, or at least something talked about it, about how, like, you kind of saw your hands as being normal hands at one point. That's and true, actually. you don't, like, you don't sense that you are in a robot suit because your brain is coping yeah, it kind of covers up the abnormalities. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's why, like, Carl thought he was like, no, I need a medic. And he's like a robot with, like, big claws, yeah, right? right? And you don't, your body is just, like, superimposing mm-hmm. the same motions and thoughts onto the new body that you have. And if you thought too hard about it, you'd probably go crazy. Yeah. And so, as a, yeah. as a like, a no prize for um, explaining away your, your thing there is, like, well, you probably wouldn't have noticed the difference because your brain needed to cope with the change. I like that a lot. There See, you this, go. Yeah, this that's is, a smart explanation. This is why I bring you places with me. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Um, okay, my last thought is um, this game, I felt like, really um, reiterated to me why video games are a fantastic medium that can do something that no other place can, that no other medium can. Whereas I don't know if, if people have seen um, it brought to mind the prestige, the movie. Mm, yes. Prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead a couple minutes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to kick in. Um, basically he's like, Hugh Jackman is a magician and he's trying to come up with the best trick and basically he is um, in the process to do this trick he is making a copy of himself using this technology whatever Um, and the new copy is being killed in this like tank of water each time because there can be only one person like there can there can't be two copies at the same time and when that happens and when that reveal happens that you're like, oh, that's how he's doing this trick. He's making a copy and killing the new one that, that appears. You're like, oh, that's happening to him. That's messed up. And how, how he must feel about that when that happens. But when you're playing mm. this game 
and you are the new you and you're looking at old Simon, you feel like you're looking at old you. Yeah. Which it can't be mm-hmm. like done in another medium. Like you can't do no. that in movies or books or anything where you're like, oh, that's me. That was because you can't experience mm-hmm. it. You'd be watching it yes. as a voyeur, right? Like exactly. You're, uh, when you're watching, you're like, no, I, get to, I like, sat in that experience chair. it, and that's yeah. old me. And am I am I gonna kill old me? So it's it was a it was a nice thing to be like, oh yeah, this is why video games are unique mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. art, mm-hmm. and that was Love how it. I felt. No, like spot on. You're totally right. Thanks, man. Right. This is why I bring you places. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It really, it really bridges that of that you you are a part of this way more than if you observed it. Like even if you watched like a let's play of this, it wouldn't be the same no, as totally. playing it yourself. Right. It would be you know if you watched a let's play, you would be like, oh, that guy's morality who is playing this, or in the movie when you see the character do it. But you being a part of this and having to wrestle with all of these things mm-hmm. um yeah totally agree it really sets that yeah video game is art which is cool um sweet uh was that your last general thought That's you had? i'm done talking i've Perfect. talked a lot <laughs> no no you're good i feel like you brought up a lot of good stuff um through here so this is great um travis did you have any no other general i think thoughts we you covered wanted? like everything that i thought of i loved the discussion that we had this was great i yeah, yeah i perfect it was really really good awesome that's great um cool well we've got a little bit of listener feedback to wrap us up yeah. and uh then we'll have done it we'll have uh solved consciousness with Soma <laughs> together so that's really great we did it guys Woo. um but uh, okay, so first up, we've got Thomas on Twitter who said, uh, It left me with a feeling of sadness. To face our individual mortality is one thing, but to present uh, when we die as a species, it shakes you to the core, especially when you realize that there are way worse fates than death. And yet, by the end of it, it also provides some hope. Um, yeah, that's really big. Um, I, we didn't talk about it a lot, but I think just the humanity being dead above the surface probably uh yeah kind of nuts that that is yeah it's kind of nuts like and i did we didn't really deal with philosophical problems with that or issues as in our discussion or even as the character but like that's a lot too like it mostly added to like crazy context for our environment like oh also there's nothing else here but (laughs) that that's crazy like uh that's it this is all a pretty devastating situation mm-hmm. um also tom on twitter uh said they played through this three times oh my gosh. each time i've come away with it with an immense feeling of dread and despondency fuck that ending <laughs> good scares great story all around solid production um yeah endings brutal great story i agree with all that um Mm -hmm. justin on twitter says excellent story great setting a game that stuck with me for a long time that i still occasionally watch parts of especially the ending on youtube five plus years later that's the thing that sticks with you that long that's impressive um and celeste on twitter Mm -hmm. says the game moved me tremendously and made me question my morals also plugged a podcast episode they did on it I don't know what that means. 
They put a link in their comment of uh, they did a podcast oh, on this oh, game that's as well. You oh, saying that. Uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That was my my note, not Celeste. She put a link to it. So uh, on Twitter, you can find it. Yeah. Um, if you go, it's there in the if comments. If you go see Celeste's um, Twitter profile, they plugged a podcast episode they did on it. Right, Travis? Yes. Uh, so Emotional Support Viking on Twitter says, one of the strongest narrative experiences I have had with a game. The horror elements combined with an extremely humane and nostalgic tone was incredible. Don't miss out on, um, don't miss out if you appreciate immersive games that, are, that will live on in your mind for a good while afterwards. Strongly agree. Like literally, I don't think I've like, this game has just been in my brain. Yeah. I've been like, thinking about on it. On the back burner since, yeah, since I finished playing, it just doesn't want to go away yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm okay with. I like that. It's making me think. Um, and then uh, fight me on Reddit says, as a non-horror game player, this game was a godsend since I got to play the game and explore without constantly shitting my pants and dying going ba- back very far. Very true. I yeah. agree. <laughs> F- totally agree. Uh, we've got one final comment from Vanham on Reddit. It, it was a little bit longer, so I will uh, get in that for us. Um, so first they say, when you think about it, the arc floating in space is not actually a great idea. That great of an idea. The arc has batteries considering that they were kept on Earth for uh, a year when the crew refused to launch it. Um, what happens when the batteries are damaged? If it's designed to relay, rely on solar panels alone when in space, what happens when the solar panels are blocked from light sources that extend for a period of time? What happens when the solar panels on the Ark get damaged? How will it get fixed? What if the Ark uh, collides with a comet or meteorite? Then the Ark obviously has a limited amount of power that it can produce a limited amount of processing power. So despite the idea that the AI could be created to mimic children, the fact that there are limited amounts of resources means there is a capacity. What happens when they reach their capacity? The arc, in my opinion, is simply a prolonged existence for a few individuals rather than humanity's continuity. You know what? Um, so. I would say that the d- there isn't that much di- differentiation between the ark and earth the ark er, the earth has at some point a limited amount of resources we we have a limited amount of resources we are only going to live for so long i don't know how long it's going to be we'll see um but what happens if a meteor hits it a meteor hit earth and that's why the earth is gone Mm I, I again that's what I dealt with where I was like well that feels really um, insubstantial and like mm-hmm. it could end for any reason but I mean I guess so could the earth the earth could end for any reason I suppose like there's a multitude mm-hmm. of reasons why our uh, we could just end so I, I guess you just kind of y- want hope you just yeah. kind of hope that it works itself yeah. out the earth feels more limitless oh. like the pl- a planet feels more limitless than a like a giant duffel bag of machinery i guess it, <laughs> right i think that i think that's what it is because earlier when you brought up your point about the earth that it's had these bad things already happen to it um that's a really good point and a good other side. I think that just because it's a duffel bag in space, it feels vulnerable, more vulnerable, but it's like earth's already fucked up. Like, sure. It's bigger, but that doesn't mean that it's a smaller target. It can end too. (laughs) Like it it, it is. It it can end too. And 
Yeah, that's smaller it's target. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it's funny. Um, they had one last comment, too. Uh, more, I think, broadly outside of Soma. So they said, I was a big fan of Amnesia The Dark Descent, which in my opinion was the best horror game I've played. It had an intense and horrifying experience I've had playing a game. Soma, however, despite being a good game by itself, wasn't nearly as scary as Amnesia. Enemies overall are not threatening. You are a lot less likely to die. You could take more hits from your enemy if you do die. The various checkpoints make it not punishing at all to die. The removal of inventory and resource management also makes it a lot less scary. You have a flashlight, which can be used at all times, which conveniently flickers when an enemy is nearby as a signal. Um, you also don't have to search every corner of the map to not miss out on resources, so you can just run away from any areas where there's an enemy without facing trade-offs. The environment overall is well lit and you can run out, outrun enemies most of the time. I understand the dev wanted to make the game less scary and easier for players so they can focus on the story. However, that should be the purpose of the game's safe mode. Uh, for normal mode, make the game scary and tough What I expect from is what I expect from a game from Frictional. Also, alternatively, give me a hard mode. So a couple kind of thoughts on how to be more scary or different. Since I don't think any of us have played Amnesia, I guess we don't have the experience of that being more scary, but uh, it sounds like it is. Um, I think that if it does not have a safe mode, then I certainly won't play <laughs> it. Uh, this was scary enough for me, yeah. um, but uh, they definitely have a uh, more braveness than I do. I thought, so. I thought the minimalism made it scarier. Because I don't have mm. like items to pick up, and may, and like I feel like when I pick up things, it makes me feel better, and like I have things that are in my control, whereas I'm just me walking around, and like I just have mm. to like pick a corner and look at the corner because I can't look at the enemy because they'll come and kill me. I felt like I didn't have any control at all over anything. So, I mean, again, generally speaking, the gameplay wasn't great. So I feel like if the gameplay was, like, better and more fully formed, it would be scarier. But I didn't feel like not picking things up made it um, less scary. I feel like it made it more because I can't can't do anything. Like, there's nothing Mm -hmm. in my control. I'm just walking around. So helpless. Yeah. Super helpless. Cool. Yeah, that is Soma. Uh, we've done it. We've made it through uh, the depths of the ocean floor. Send our consciousness into space and to your <laughs> podcast uh, app. So we did it. That's awesome. But yeah, I guess to wrap up, do you guys want to plug cutscenes, cut where people can find you online, all of that stuff? Travis is pointing at me. I'll be brief because this has been a very long and I'm so sorry. Yeah. We, we, me and Travis and our friend Jacob host have a podcast called Cutscenes where we talk about video game movies. Um, it's a lot of fun. You can find it at cutscenes.ca. And Cutscenes, a video game podcast, is available on all your major podcasting platforms. So, uh, yeah, we banter. We have fun. We have a good time. Come check us out. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, go check them out. Everything will be linked. Thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Um, We, yeah, talked about everything and more that I could have thought of, which was awesome. Um, If you want to find our stuff online, uh, our Twitter is at StoryEverPod. Talk to me about Soma. Talk to me about scary games with safe modes. I'd love to hear it. 
Our website's thegreateststoryeverplayed.com that has access to all of our old episodes, including ones Travis and Katie have been on. Check those out. And, uh, yeah, please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever. That'd be super helpful. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thegreateststoryeverplayed. Check that out as well. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. <laughs>